relaxed, you know. More you want something, like, more you get stressed. Um, and it put you in a corner, like, what if I fail? No, but, like, who cares, right? You were just running for fun, and we're not running for money. So, in the end, if you did or didn't PR, like, nobody cares. I don't think people believed that you could PR at Boston. You know, not many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went for it, and I did it. I, uh, I think I PR'd by two minutes or so. But to come back to Boston after the 217 uh, disaster that I had, you know, um, and just kind of replace that with good memory of Boston was nice. Yeah. Hi, this is Hayato Shimizu. This is the New York City Marathon episode of the Pre-Race Podcast with my special guest, Paul Livingstone. edition the big one the big apple this is the from boston to bayshore to the bright lights of the big city edition that's right you've been on a bit of a tear this this year is that right Hayato? yeah it's, it's been pretty incredible yeah, yeah it's been pretty sweet dude it's yeah. been fun to watch you from afar paul's your old stomping grounds aren't they kind of new york city ish yeah exactly jersey city yeah were you born there or just spent time living there no, we just spent a little bit of time uh, pretending to be city people. Yeah, for a okay, while. okay. Yeah. Colleen was saying she kind of misses it sometimes, but kind of doesn't. Is that how you feel about it too? Or yeah, it's the same kind of deal. Like we fell in love with it, but boy, it it takes a different mindset to live there. And uh, yeah, there's great things about it, but it's nowhere near as as good a place to run as out here. Oh, so. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. This is the New York edition. That's right, the concrete jungle, baby. This is the twenty five thousand finishers representing. 91 different countries edition. Well, that was last year's stats, but pretty impressive. It's a big race, 25,000. I think it's the biggest race in the world. I think it is. Yeah. I got some facts coming at you later on, and there's some crazy ones, dude. There's some crazy ones. Uh, this is the, whoo, Paul. Our guy over here has been ripping it up this year, has he not? Uh, yeah, he has. It's been yeah. fun to watch, huh? Yeah, it's been his year. Yeah, First at, happy to see it. Right, first at Boston with what, a 240-something? I, I broke 246 by one second. Yes, so. So you're a 245 or 245.59 at Boston. Okay, and then you went over to Bayshore just to kind of have fun and race it. And what'd you end up with that with that day? 244.23. Oh, and that was kind of not expected, right? No, it was not. No. Was that a great no. day though? No, it was. Yeah. And, and what's the plan for? We'll, we'll dive into this deeper. But what's the plan for New York? Just have fun and enjoy it, or are you trying to push it? You know, I I, I can't ever help but go for a PR. Okay. But I'm still trying to, you know, yeah. Yeah. Still trying to have fun. (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is the our guest today is no stranger to a proper sub three marathon. How many of those you got under your belt now, Hayato? Sub threes. Uh, Sub threes. Yeah, a lot probably, right? Yeah, it's probably ten or so. I don't know. Um, He's a double digit sub three or Paul. Crazy. You got any Amazing. sub? You got any sub threes under your belt? <laughs> yeah, just one. Nice, dude. Yeah. I'm not a part of the sub three crew, so respect to both of you, gentlemen. Uh, this is the run golf beer in that order edition. That's an original quote from you, Hayato. You recognize oh, I might that? I put that as somewhere. Uh, I think that's Instagram. On, it's on yeah. the IG, I think. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to uh, pick your brain on uh, golf a little bit. You strong? Strong golfer? What's the strongest part of your game? Uh, you know, 
my, my, my game's been off lately. Yeah, it's hard. I, I don't have time to practice anymore. Yeah, you got to um, golf like every day if you want to get good yeah, at it. Yeah, but I, I love the game. It's enticing no. but frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. it. It's, yeah, it teaches you a lot of lessons. <laughs> it does, dude. It does. Most most importantly, how to be patient and give yourself grace. I'm always, I'm always getting worked up on the golf course. And finally, this is the, this man's got some serious longevity, people, edition. I checked your Strava last night. You're coming, you're getting close to 3,000 miles this year, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to hit a yearly uh, mileage PR too this year. Okay, so this is 2022. You're on track to PR and mileage too. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I mean, it's just PR and everything. He might as well. (laughs) He might as well. Season two, episode 21. Shout out of today's episode. We're gonna go with another collective shout out. Sometimes we go single shout outs. Sometimes we go collective shout outs. Today's collective shout out, however, is going out to the most faithful of PRP listenership. The banana heads, the coffee snobs, the electrolyte fiends. Collective shout out full of appreciation and gratitude to everyone who has purchased a bag of the pre-run perk, which is the PRP's coffee collab with Long Run Coffee. I got you some, Ato. Oh, wow. There you go. I'm going to give Paul some too. That's for you, bro. You get that. It's banana flavored electrolyte infused coffee. So admittedly, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. We're in a coffee snob town, Ann Arbor. So we got a high bar and I've said this before on the pod. It's not your everyday cup of joe. You can't be ripping that Monday through Friday, but it's pretty good. So give it a shot. You have to let me know how it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For everyone who's purchased a bag, thank you. Every bag you purchase, 50% goes to the Pre-Race Podcast. All right. Welcome to the PRP. This is the Pre-Race Podcast, a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been preparing for. Guest hosting with me today. He's a seasoned runner who has been laying down the miles on the pavement for well over a decade now. He's a retail experience manager over at Fleet Feet, which is a running store in downtown Ann Arbor, formerly known as Running Fit. He is an aspiring brewer who lapses in between marathon training and brewing delicious beer at his house. And finally, he is one damn proud dog dad, Mr. Paul Livingston. Paul, how you doing, bro? Thanks for being here, bro. Yeah. This is a good one. So we talked about this last episode with Colleen, your wife. Originally, you were going to be on with her, but we did a little switcheroo. We got Mm, you here with Hato, and this is great. Because you are also running the New York Marathon. I am. I will be there. There, Is this your first time running New York? Uh, Number four. Number four for you. Wow. Hayato, is this your first time running New York? my second. Wow. You guys have just been there, done that, huh? (laughs) Been there, done that. Um, Paul, thanks for being here. First question to you. Have you ever been on a podcast before? No, I haven't. Okay. But this a little, is the first time. First time. A little yeah. birdie tells me you have a little bit of history on the microphone, though. <laughs> Can you walk me through that? Yeah. So uh, out of college, I uh, was working in uh, newspapers, and I needed a switch. And I've always been into skiing, downhill skiing. I okay. used to race, and, and uh, I decided to get into that. And so I worked for a company out east, American Skiing Company, and uh, they own a bunch of resorts. So I was in communications for them. But part of that was to promote the resorts. And so I got into, they had a TV studio and so all the bells and radio spots and and TV, like on the slope reports. And we were doing websites were pretty new at the time. So one of my jobs was to like, just put content on the website. And the cool thing about it is you do whatever you want. (laughs) So we just go out and like, you know, find the best snow in the whole area, just like highlight it or just do it. A weird event. That's and, an amazing uh, job. Yeah, it was cool. It seems yeah. like, why'd you leave that job? I mean, that's probably a deep question, but that sounds like amazing, dude. <laughs> uh, burnout. So yeah, okay. it meant that job, I had to be at the resort at like 5 a.m. every day. Yeah, I and can And after imagine. three seasons of that, 
Uh, plus, I was skiing every, every day, like every day. Okay. And I got tired of skiing after yeah. a while. You're a ski bum. Yeah, it's a ski bum. I love it. Yeah. And you were also given the, you said you would give the weather reports on the on the radio spots too, right? Weather yeah. reports or snow reports? Uh, so there's, they'd be snow reports. Okay. So there were two different kinds. So you'd do the video one, they broadcast like on the TVs in the mountain. But there was also a snow phone and you had to do the snow phone like every day, <laughs> twice a day. Okay. Somebody had to do it. Okay. And it was usually me because, so it took me a little while, but after a while I was able to do a really kind of good like phone voice, if yeah, you can okay. call it that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just, I had it down. And so I, I'd wake up at like 4 a.m., record uh, a snow phone and go back to bed. Amazing. It was kind of weird. How'd you get but. the snow phone voice? I always, I've done a couple PRPs in the morning and I always have crackly voice. Did you have a little trick to get your voice on crackly or are you just blessed? I was, I was just young and blessed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, second question for you here, Paul. We had your lovely wife on last episode. Colleen joined us to talk about Indy. Um, I'm curious just because I don't know the answer to this. Your last name is Livingstone. Her last name is Stone. Is that just a coincidence or is there like overlap there? You guys didn't take each other's last names or explain that to me. No, that's just coincidence. That's, that's coincidence? Just, yeah, that's just. Wow, dude. Luck. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. It is. Uh, but it made it easy when we got married. It was like, do you take your name? Do you take my name? Should we hyphenate? Well, we're definitely not going to hyphenate. Yeah. That, that would Livingstone Stone? Yeah. Right. <laughs> We'll give you one of those for that. But yeah, okay. So you guys decided to keep it separate and Yeah, it just But it's cool. It it's out. like it's like related but separate. Like Colleen yeah. gotta keep it without having to take yours. But then it's almost like there is some congruence there. It so is. it's kinda cool. Yeah. I like yeah, that. It's cool. There yeah. Causes some confusion though. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but now hey, PRP listenership, they know what's up. That's right. Everyone. We just have to be celebrities <laughs> and then everyone else will Everyone it else will yeah. know. I love it. Um next up let's talk about your role over at Fleet Feet. So Fleet Feet is recently kind of taken over Running Fit. Yes. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Uh, Fleet Feet bought uh, Jackrabbit, which okay. Jackrabbit was the parent company for uh, a whole variety of running shoe specialty stores around the country. And, and did that so happen 2021 or was that like in COVID? Or end right of after? 21. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that went right through after COVID. So the, the upshot of that is it basically doubled the size of Fleet Feet and added you know, 80 stores to their, their collective. Okay. And it's a franchise model, but those stores that they, that they bought are mm -hmm. corporate stores. They're one company. Okay. So it's kind of a hybrid company now. Um, so it's a little bit different, but, um, fleet feet was, you know, in a good spot. They have pretty good resources and, uh, you know, it seems to be working out pretty well. Yeah. How's them. the transition been? I mean, it's, that, um, that, that's always rocky. I feel like to a certain yeah, extent, it's right? always rocky, but you know, they had such better resources that almost immediately things improved. Okay. So cool. So that's been really good. Yeah. Um, but we're, you know, Michigan is, is kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of different running stores in Michigan, which is great. So there's not one big, like, you know, conglomerate conglomerate mm -hmm. in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty small with regard to the size of other markets, like fleet feet's so huge in Texas and California and, okay. and other areas that, um, yeah, we're definitely a smaller market. So regionally you guys nice. are a bit smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool. Um, so let's talk about, I just have this question cause I'm a little bit confused with the differentiation, but so running fit sold running fit was kind of <laughs> owned by Jackrabbit. Yes. But running fit still is putting on events. Are they not as like a different, that's a different thing. So, okay. It's a totally different yeah. thing. 
So back in the day, uh, so Randy Stepp and Steve Angerman started uh, running fit. Okay. Originally uh, State Street Sports a long time ago. And then they formed a events company. Okay. Well, Randy really wanted to do it. Okay. And, um, he's a, just kind of a, a longtime dynamo in that area. He's still involved. And so RF Events is still its own company. Okay. So it's separate from us. Okay. Own entity does its, its own thing. Yeah. But it's confusing because they share a building with Running Fit, which is now Fleet Feet out on Jackson Road. <laughs> yes. And people constantly are asking me, you know, what, what's the deal? So I have to explain it. There we go. Several times a week. So there we go. Exactly so, hey, what's going on. I'm just jumping right in line with the people. <laughs> yeah. And PRP listenership, there you go. Now you know the difference. Um, one last question for you, Paul. Yeah. Before we dive into some housekeeping. How'd you meet this guy over here? Tell me about how you met Hayato. He just, he just appeared at our, our run club. He just showed up and one yeah, day, huh? And I was like, who's this fast, fast guy? <laughs> You Why wasn't was, I told? Was that like 20, <laughs> 2015, 2016? Yeah, we're talking about it. It's 2016. Okay. And he's got some notes. Summer. Yeah. <laughs> <And he's, laughs> you got it on there? Yeah, I, I think it was right before I ran to Chicago in 2016. Okay. So late summer, early fall 2016. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I ran Chicago 2015. So 2016, we were doing, uh, we did Los Angeles, and then uh, I did. Um, Chicago, uh, now Indy that fall. So yeah, it was just that, that year we weren't on the same, same schedule for marathons, but we were both training at the same time. So, so I started doing a lot of running with, uh, Hayato and when he joined us, we were kind of like on similar, like, at a tr you know, pacing. Yeah. Trajectories kind, kind of, of training thing. the same way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, he was, I was still shooting for a Boston time and Hayato was ahead of me, but he was shooting for a sub three at that time. Okay. So we were kind of on the same page. And so we ran with each other quite a bit that fall. Nice. Dude. Yeah. So now he's cool. pretty consistent with PR too, right? I mean, is PR your primary run club or do you bounce around too? No, I'm pretty consistent because, okay. you know, we're, my wife and I manage it. So one yep. of us has to be at those runs. And so it, it's, yeah, I'm pretty committed to that. Yeah. I'll go to occasionally go to other run clubs, but just depends on how much time I have. I, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then ever since then, Hayat has been super consistent with the club and, uh, not so much lately though. Um, yeah. He's yeah. been doing a lot of his own thing. And then there was that, that, you know, the, the missing year when you were in Japan, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you moved to Japan for a year, right? It, it, it was a year and a half, year and of, and a half uh, yeah. work assignment. Okay. Yeah, 2018 and half of 2019. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Right before COVID. That's good. Yeah. Good timing there. Um, what's your formal role at PR then? Do you have like I know Colleen's the president. Do you have like a like a, a, a title or what would yeah, you, what we're kind of I guess co-directors. Co-directors. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that'll that'll work for me. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll do yeah. for you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, let's dive into some housekeeping, gentlemen. For today's episode fact, we're going to stay on theme, and as I promised, we're going to go to the concrete jungle where dreams are made of for this one. So we're going NYC marathon facts. We'll see if you guys know any of these. I didn't until earlier today. To start things off, I got a, a little subset of uh, initial facts and then a crazy one to finish us off here. So first, let's start with the origin of the New York City Marathon. Did you know that the New York City Marathon held its first running in 1970? The course did not travel through the five boroughs as it does now. It simply looped Central Park. There were 127 entrants, only 55 finishers, and the cost to register was $1. That's kind of crazy. Wow. Isn't that kind of nuts, dude? That's 1970? 1970, bro. So only 52 years, and look what it is now. You said it's the biggest. I don't know if that's true, but I trust you. Do you say it's the biggest marathon? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it's huge. I hear that New York, we'll get into this too more, but from a couple people that I know, and you guys, I guess you guys have run it, so you know. 
the beginning of New York, what's worse, Boston or New York on like the logistics? Because I hear like New York, you got to take a train to a ferry to a whole thing. And then Boston, you're sitting waiting in Hopkinton yeah. or whatever. What's worse? That's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. What, it's hard to say because it's like Boston usually seems to be worse because you know, it just feels way more crowded at the start village. Okay. Uh, a lot more waiting for porta potties or whatever. The weather always seems to be weird. A little crazier, huh? And yeah. you do have quite a hike to get to your corral. And, uh, you know, after riding on a school bus and it just, <laughs> it's a little bit less like genteel, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Whereas New York start village, um, you just got to, it's a huge amount of space. So there's more room to move around. Okay. They work the corrals in a smarter way. Like you actually have staged corrals and you move to the start area. Do they still have three corrals? Yeah. Like three starting point? Three starting points. Right. Yeah. And so, and then they split off the groups into different upper deck and lower deck on the bridge. It's just it, a little the more crowd organized. Control kinda. is a little bit more organized. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I say this as somebody who gets a ride to the start from a friend. So. Okay. So you got VIP access. Yeah. Paul's got, yeah. Paul's, Paul's in the in crowd here. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I have never taken the ferry. So <laughs> have you, the first time you did it, did you get to ferry Hayato or was it, did you get a ride too? Uh, I think I took a bus. Okay. Um, <sighs> then I took a cab from my hotel to the bus stop. Okay. And I, and I left my, um, jacket in the cab. So oh, no. I'm still mad about that. Yeah. And yeah, I like, bet you're cold. I bought, I bought that jacket like a month before that race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Still angry. Um, all right. Our final and weird kind of New York City Marathon fact before we move on. It's totally random. But when I was doing some archiving this morning, I couldn't resist it because it, it touches on one of our favorite topics here at the PRP, Code Brown. Did you know that a veritable army of portable toilets is shipped into and across New York for the marathon? With over 1,800 restrooms set up at the starting line and 2,374 scattered throughout the course in 35 different locations. These numbers combined make NYC, the NYC Marathon, the top dog for Porta John rentals among U.S. major marathons. So you got a lot of options for Code Brown or Code Yellow out there. So no, no worries. But it's like <laughs> over 4,000 Porta Johns. It's kind of crazy to think about yeah. that. I wonder when they start organizing those logistics, dude. Weeks in advance, I would assume. But also not really because New York is such like a jam city. This all come together like the week before. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it, it's a well-oiled machine for sure. Yeah, like these guys, they have a they have a process and a system. But it it's kind of interesting. Like you have that many porta potties, but still, you know, mile two, you're coming off the bridge, and there's a line of guys lined up on the edge of the, the peeing, bridge, peeing, peeing over the edge. <laughs> it's like wow. The runners are always gonna, yeah. The runners are always going to find their way. If they got to do it, they're going to do it somewhere. Hopefully in a port of John, but yeah. sometimes not. Um, all right, let's move on. Episode jokes for today's joke of the sode. PRP listenership, I turn to you yet again for guidance. I'm in a bit of a moral quandary with the sode jokes, so can't figure out which way to go lately. So if you've if you listen to the PRP and there's certain uh, types of jokes that you've liked, please DM me on the gram or send me an email or something so I can get a better vibe of what is hitting. But we got Hayato today. He's a proud father. So I figured we'd go with some dad jokes. Yeah, dad jokes okay. are fun. Yeah. I like, I'm a big fan of the stale dad jokes. <laughs> so I got two lined up for the boys here. We're going to give them both to them, and we'll see which one uh, they like more. First one, you guys ready for it? Yep. Here we go. Yesterday, the doctor told me that I was colorblind. The news really hit me hard. 
the diagnosis came right out of the purple. <laughs> Paul liked that one more than Hayato. <laughs> Paul likes it. <laughs> Hayato's not impressed. All right, here we go. Number two. Did you guys hear the bad news? Yeah, unfortunately, Ann Arbor's local auctioneer passed away this week. It's a real shame. He was quite young, somewhere around 30, 35, 35, 40. <laughs> See, I need your help, PRP listenership. The joke, the joke well is running dry. Which one did you like if you had to vote? I, I don't get jokes. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the first one? No, not really. Okay, so he said he was colorblind. I always have to... Uh, A little bit of explanation, yeah. <laughs> So was, the doctor said he was colorblind, and then normally you'd say that came right out of the blue, but he said it came out of the oh, purple. Oh, okay. And there you go. Okay. <laughs> and then the auctioneer one's a little that, bit more. That one I liked. They, Did you, the other you like one, that one I saw coming. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hurt when I... When, it, when you had to... Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you bring up that concept, Paul, because it is true. Like, when you, when you sense the punchline before it's delivered, and then you have to listen yeah, to the punchline, it's like, a little oh, painful, huh? Yeah, yeah like, but Oof. you did a good job. Thank you. Like, it was pretty smooth. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, PRP listenership. Reach out. We need your help. Or send me a joke. That'd be great, too. Sometimes I get, sometimes I get like, joke, uh, what would it be, like, uh, joke exhaustion? That wouldn't be really it. But I'm having trouble finding good jokes. So please, please, I'm calling on you. Send them in. Joke desert. There you go. Joke desert. Okay. Last piece of housekeeping here. Episode quotes. This is my favorite piece of housekeeping. For today's episode quote, we're heading to a destination where we never have before at the PRP. And we're going to dive into the world of Jim Rohn. Are either of you guys... Familiar with Jim Rohn? Paulus, it seems like. I'm not, I'm trying to, still trying to figure out how I feel about Jim Rohn. I like some of the stuff he says. Some of the other stuff he says, I'm not too sure on. But I was kind of researching for this episode, and I felt like this one is kind of on brand for what Hayato's been going through this year and kind of the grand scheme of things. So, you boys ready for it? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Jim tells us, he keeps it short and sweet and tells us, there are two types of pain you will go through in life. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Discipline weighs ounces, while regret weighs tons. I like that one. To me, that one's like more about like, follow your dreams now. Pursue them now, even if it hurts sometimes, because if you're looking back, being retroactive about it, that regret hurts way more. So I like that one. Yeah, mm. Paul, you've kind of done that in your life, it would seem. Do the things you want to do to a certain extent. You, you've been no stranger to like reorganize your career when, when, it, when it seems like you've been burned out. Yeah, yeah, I... I you know, I, I think it's just everyone's different and I, I get bored and I like to bounce around to different things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't feel any gr regret about that for sure. And I don't get caught up too much in, in, uh, like overanalyzing kind of looking yeah. back, you know, okay. I just, I think it's a mistake to, to do that too much and you just look forward and, uh, just try to find new, new stuff to motivate you. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like that. I like I believe that. In that. That's the way to roll. That's the way to roll. All right, Paul. What do you think? Think it's time to introduce the big dog, the big our big guest oh, of the yeah, evening. I think so let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Our guest today is a blossoming runner who has really started to dial in his performances here over the last few years. He is a proud father to a beautiful five-year-old daughter. He is an engineering manager at Toyota. What, is it, what do we call it? Motor Company, technically, Hayato, yeah, or what do you say? Toyota Motor North America R and D. Okay, there it's you go. You heard it here. You heard it here. Uh, he's quickly approaching the big four zero. In about two weeks, you turn 40? Yep, November 9th. Wow, dude. Whew. How many days after the, the race is that? Three days? About I think so. three days, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. there you go. Basically a birthday race. That's a big one, baby. Yeah. B-Day race. He is a huge golfing enthusiast who enjoys hitting the links and swinging the sticks whenever he can. Still brushing up that game, though. 
Yeah, always. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> I, I I have aspiration to get it get back in. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Time. Maybe as you get older too. I feel like yeah. golf is like you know you can age your golf game like wine. Just the older you get, the more you can do it. Mm-hmm. As inevitably the miles will start to come slower to you, you can start to shift your shift your focus towards golf. That's maybe. my plan. And finally, he will be attempting to break his marathon PR for the third time this calendar year next week at the New York City Marathon. Mr. Hayato Shimizu. Hayato, thanks for being here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Are you? Yeah. You came prepared with some notes, and I'm stoked on it. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, First question for you. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Not at all. Okay. You were a little hesitant when I asked you earlier this summer because you're not, not super keen on talking about yourself, but that's okay. Most people are that way, I feel like. But how do you feel? Are you a little bit nervous or are you feeling good? I feel good. Yeah, you got Paul here. Yeah. We're drinking some beer. Yeah. We're hanging out. Good beer. There we go. Um, Next question for you. I was talking to Brent a little bit earlier today. We were chit-chatting about some things, and I asked him about what he knows about you. And from what I understand, maybe this isn't the case, but I want to kind of get an understanding of your running trajectory here. So 2016-ish, when you met Paul and started running with PR, were you still kind of trying to break that three hour threshold? Yep. Running yep. was more of a hobby at that time. I just kind of want to talk about this like last couple to few years where it seems like you really started to shift things mm-hmm. in like a more serious yeah. direction. I mean, running takes me back all the way to 2010. Okay. Um, that's when I went on a first work assignment to Japan. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ekiden. I haven't. In Japan, Ekiden is a. Is basically a relay. Okay. Um, it's a big, big thing in Japan. You know, uh, first Akiden I think was held like 1917 or something. Oh, so it's like long uh, time ago. Okay. Um, Over a century. Then. Oh yeah, I love that. It's, it's a culture. Okay. okay. But it's like it used to be from a train station to train station. You know, you you hand the baton from one person to another. That and, makes sense. And then you cover a certain distance. You know, there are a lot of different distance of Ekiden. Basically, it's it's all forms of relay done in Japan. There are levels from, you know, middle school all the way to uh, collegiate and professional level okay. in Japan. But when I went over there for a work assignment, Toyota had their own uh, uh, intra-company Ekiden. Amazing. So then... So you got involved with that, just kind of like, oh, you know, you sure. know I, made, I made some friends within the department, and they were like, oh, what do you do? You know, do you play any sports? You know, so... I played soccer. I played basketball. Nice. I'm like, oh, you're you're fit. You should run. So they they pulled me into the uh, Ekiden training team. Okay. And I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> How far did you run on that first? So the leg was a it was a 2.8 kilometer. So it's short. Okay. But you know when when I got to running with them on a casual training run, I could not keep up. Okay. Like just just like a 4k lunch run. You know. They were smoking I was you. Dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, That's how it goes, dude. And, yeah. But. <laughs> And I didn't like that. So I, I, I um, basically trained every day. You know, uh, I had three months to train until the, until the race. Okay. So I basically ran every day. Um, I had no, no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Just following people, um, doing what people are telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Figuring it out on your own kind yeah, of. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I got on the team, uh, the A team, um, barely. There, there you know, go. They, they took eight people out of uh, how many ever were in the pool. Okay. Um, how, I, how many do you think were in the pool? Uh, well, about 20, 30 people. Okay. You know, so that's pretty good though. Yeah. Eight out of 30. Yeah. 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 We'll give it to you. Okay. So that was your first taste with running. Right. 
And then from there, it just kind of snowballed, or yeah. So after that, you know, that was that relay Ekiden was in December of 2010, and that was done. Um, and then my uh, the teammates from that relay team was okay. like, "Oh, you should run a half marathon." Um, so I signed up for it. Okay. It was the uh, Inuyama half marathon, um, and I, I didn't really train for it, but I was pretty fit for you know training for that. 3k race yeah. how far after the ekiden was this half marathon uh it was like uh probably two months later okay two, two or three months okay yeah um and then i did that without much knowledge of how to train or whatever um i did pretty well 133 for the yeah. first half yeah i would say that's pretty yeah, good bro. That's very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then i got into well oh, the same guy I was like oh you should now run a full marathon but it was another one. He's the same repeat offender pushing you in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good dude. So I signed up for that. Okay. Yeah, that so did you run that in Japan too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right dude. before I came back to okay. US, you know, it was 2011 April that I ran that uh, uh, what, marathon. Was it a Tokyo? Was one. it the Tokyo Marathon or was it no, something else? Something smaller? No, it, was, it was something local uh, called Kakigawa Marathon in uh, Shizuoka. Um, it was hilly. Um, <laughs> it was warm. Okay. Um, and longest I've trained was that half marathon race. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of new mileage for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. A lot of new territory to explore yeah. on that yeah. first one. I think I cried and w- like walked and cried for the, like the last 10K. You got to have some tears out there sometimes, <laughs> right? Okay. So you basically, you got hooked with running when you were on work assignment in Japan. Yeah. And then you came back to the States and did that passion kind of continue to carry or was it? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, you know, I gained some fitness know being in japan and running with all these people mm-hmm. and i was like maybe i'll 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 try this marathon thing again sign up for detroit in 2011 that same year wow so kakigawa i my first race was like 342 um and then detroit i did 332 and i didn't walk yeah um so i was pretty proud of myself back then um and then <clears throat> with me being someone that like once you get into something you want to do more you want to perfect it mm-hmm. you want to get better mm-hmm. um so like i decided to join the uh 501 which is the um uh, running fit uh group um back then i was living in canton so uh there was that group in no- northville novi area okay um and i met a lot of uh, good people there um coaches like doug goodhue and uh susie stock uh they, they guided me with a lot of knowledge some original mentors for you yeah. in the running game yeah yeah okay and i train with them you know twice a week uh wednesday speed runs and uh saturday long runs in kensington and stuff oh gotta love kensington yeah gotta yeah. love loop in kensington nice. it's great um okay so then you kind of got you got the running bug basically but what's been different in the past few years that's kind of changed this thing for you do you have any yeah do you have so, any like intuition on what it is or is it just kind of all coming together yeah, it's kind of coming together. You know, it's it's been a long, long time since I started, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, it was 12 years ago now. Um, but like, as you said, I think it uh, started coming together in like the last few years. Uh, 2016, like you said, um, I, I joined PL Run Club. Uh, Graham Astley actually was the guy that pulled me in there. Um, That's right. Shout he, out to Graham. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he was a 501er. Okay. And I just ran, bumped into him, you know, uh, at Crim uh, that year, I think. Um, he was like, yeah, you, you should uh, you should come train with us. You moved to Ann Arbor. We got a group in Ann Arbor, you know. Um, it's local, and they're nice people. They're fast people. Um, so I showed up, 
and then uh, here I am, I guess. Uh, well, here he is, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, from that point, um, you know, I was aspiring to break three hours. Okay. So that was my goal. That was kind of something, yeah. that, a seed that was yeah. in there that you were working for towards. For that couple of years then, like 2015, 16, 17, I've been trying for that three hours. I've been so close. Okay. Like 303, 301. Oh, and you got, did you get 301? I That's did, like, I did yeah. get 301 at Toronto. <laughs> 2016. <laughs> um, oh, heartbreaking when they want this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so close. <laughs> and after joining PR, I, I was training like never before. Okay. Like I, I was putting the most mileage. I was running like speed workouts faster than ever. I was so confident going into Boston that 2017 year. And then I go in there, we get uh, hot. <laughs> Paul's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Like nasty day. Y'all right? got cooked out there. I'm laughing out of sympathy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we well, we got cooked out there, but we both had disasters. Okay. Yeah, they're just different disasters. Okay. Yeah. yeah we both. That was my first Boston. Yeah, it was my first too. First Boston, yep. and, and we had high hopes, and uh, it blew up in our face. <laughs> what yeah. was? Were the reasons you guys blew up different, or was it all both weather related, or was uh, it just a little bit different? Okay. Um, Were you, you know, sick, Paul? Yeah, I ha- I had uh, I was sick. I had some virus and bronchitis. Okay. And, um, but it's yeah. Boston, so you got like you got to yeah, try, right? I got on the plane, and I realized when I got on the plane, I was like, I shouldn't be on this plane going yeah. to this race. But I, I got there; I was basically sick. I went directly to bed. Yep. Uh, got on a couple of medications. I didn't know what I had, and then next day I was like, All right, I'm going to run a half at my target and see what happens. Okay. And you know, I get through the half, and I'm I can't drink any water. I can't keep any food oh, down. That's so and, rough, dude. And I started getting like dizzy and so i had to do the run walk thing mm-hmm. and uh you know it just it was a bad experience yeah and then uh you know so i get to heartbreak hill i'm like all right i'm just gonna go see my wife and then then i'm i'm done I, I don't need to finish this way i don't need to walk there and so i pulled myself off the course and, and we're like um yeah i hope hayato's having a good race and we see like eduardo go by and thinking well hayato's you know he's probably cruising the finish now and and then we see Hayato go, <laughs> he's, he behind, he's behind me. I'm like, how is this possible? And he's just like, doesn't really register us. He just kind of goes by and he, yeah. looks, he looks kind of like a little bit gray. Is he like, in the zombie stage? Yeah. In the zombie zone? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was dead. He was, so, so we were really worried about him, right? So I pulled myself out of the course and, you know, felt really awful. But yeah. I, I'm glad I did it because I was in a bad way mm-hmm. um and we were worried about him we we're like Hayato's not going to pull himself off the course he's just going to keep going <laughs> and uh sure enough he did is that what you it. did yeah and what, I, what was going on with you were you sick or were you just getting no. heat zapped i i i think i wasn't ready for the heat yeah you no know, i was training all through the winter yeah in like 30 degree weather or our michigan winter yeah. yeah exactly it is. and then uh i don't think it warmed up at all up to the like the race day um yeah. or was- i mean uh, boston's a whole different city but you get there and you get a whole like day of like 60, 70. Oof, and, like I that's melted. rough, bro. Yeah. That's so rough. I, I, it was, yeah, it was I was a, on pace for like eight miles. Yeah. And I slowed down. <laughs> By the time I saw the Wellesley girls, I didn't look good. Yeah. Oh. They didn't want to kiss you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I jog walked like the whole second half. Yeah. That well, was that's terrible. That's it. I mean, that's the thing though about running and to all the PRP listenership that's new to the game. Shit's going to happen to you. It's so, yeah, it's so weird. It it's part of it, you know? Part of it. You know, we, we get there and it's 75 and humid at the start. <laughs> There's no shade on the course. So it was like, um, and you're getting blasted with sun on one side. And, oh. and so we were like, I was sunburned on one side. Yeah, classic. The half burn, yeah. y- the yin yang kind of. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh um, my gosh. There's um, a little follow up to that though. Yeah, let's hear it. After Boston, I was like, oh, I'm still in shape. You know, I got to put this fitness into into work yeah you know? because you didn't really like zap you didn't zap your body from right yeah, a harsh pr it, it wasn't going to take two weeks to recover okay you know it took three days right because i jog walked like a whole 13 miles <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i signed up for toronto marathon okay and then i broke three wow a month later okay that's pretty cool that's a cool breaking three story you got your kind of heart ripped out of your chest in boston and then just kind of went back to the mat with that yeah oh man that's cool. Okay, so 2017 was your first sub three. Yep. And then did you stay kind of sub three then for the next few like few years until you really started jumping into like the 245 zone, or has it been a pretty steady like decline? Yeah, I, I had a couple breakthrough, I think. Uh, so 2017, I, I ran uh, a couple races in the fall. I didn't even break three at that point. Um, 2018, I went to Japan, uh, and then I ran Kyoto, uh, Kanazawa, and then Tokyo. You did Tokyo? Yeah. How was that? It was great. Tokyo Marathon is number one on my marathon yeah. bucket list, dude. It, I want it so bad. It's one of my faves. It's pretty cool. Uh, you get to run around the city, obviously. There are a lot of uh, U-turns. You got to be ready for that. Yeah. It's kind of a psychological <laughs> fuckery, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Actually, all the races in Japan, all the big city races in Japan are like, just continues like out and back. You do like five of those okay. within the race. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I kind of went like, just baby steps from there, mm-hmm. you know, until I hit Tokyo, I did a 254. Uh, and Which is, uh, that's like a nice gap from the sub three, yeah, right? That's like, yeah. all right, now we're five minutes and change away from that. Right. Okay. Right. So I was really happy with that performance. Um, and I came back and then after that, though, I got injured. Mm-hmm. So was it overtraining injury or just kind of, what do you, any uh, intuition on what it was from or just kind of something that happened? I don't know. Um, just, I, I think I tried to start, back too soon after Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So that was 2019 uh, March um, at that point. But I, I, I had this like weird hamstring, inner hamstring uh, growing kind of nagging pain that mm-hmm. never went away. And it just kept, kept getting, getting worse. Um, I saw uh, some therapists and they basically told me like, don't run if you, <laughs> if you can rest. No. Yeah. Or, Which is like impossible, yeah, the impossible running, runner's yeah, diagnosis. Uh, right. Yeah. So then uh, they advised me to uh, just take it slow. I go nine minute pace and see if you can just run pain free okay. for like a week and then go 830 pace and then go eight minute pace the next week and then just, you know, gradually work your way back, back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did exactly that. I did. I foam rolled. Um, I got, you know, massages uh, at this therapist every week. And um, it was about June that I finally got back to running like normally. Yeah. You know, okay. Almost. So you're at the game for a few months there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, kind of depressing, but um, it's rough. It'll be good. Good time off, I guess. It's good time off. Um, I think sometimes this might be a PRP hot take, but one thing I hear on the show a lot from runners is, "Oh, if I can't run, I'm a grouch or I'm depressed," and I'm like that is the same for me, but I've now been in a kind of this weird injury zone for like 15 months where it's forced me to be like, all right, I need to like kind of semi re-examine my relationship with running because I don't want one thing, one sole thing to like hang that much power over me. Does that make sense? Like that's a, this is a whole existentially deep topic that we likely <laughs> won't climb into, but I've just like, 
I think it's good. Like you said, it's it's reset. And like Paul with his with his brewing beer in the off season, mm-hmm. it's a little something else to pour your pour your time and energy into. And so all your ducks aren't in one on one basket. All your eggs aren't in one basket. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 But after that though, I uh, I came back strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I trained through June, July, and then I ran Crim. Okay. And I was back in US and I signed up for Crim. That was the first time I uh, beat one hour in in the Crim. That's, yeah. That's, I mean that's moving that's at Crim. That's six space. What's yeah. the what's the kilometer uh, distance at Crim? I forget. It's ten miles. 10 miles. Is it ten yeah. miles? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it's yeah, really okay. easy to calculate the my uh, the pace. You know. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's sixty minutes. It's sixty minutes per mile. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Straightforward as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so you broke ten. You broke an hour at Crim. Yeah. Okay. But I had no uh, fall race plan at all. But uh, a bunch of my friends were running India that year. Okay. And I decided, you know, I'll, I guess I have enough time to prepare for that. Um, that's in November. So I trained hard uh, after that, September, uh, October. That year I did a Detroit relay too, uh, like, just yep. like this year. Yep. Um, I ran well. Uh, I kept like 555 pace for like the yep. 10K segment. Um, and then Indy came and that was like my breakthrough race. Um, I wasn't expecting uh, to run under 250. I was going for like maybe, you know, if I do uh, 251, yeah, that's probably appropriate because okay. you know, I, I felt fit, mm-hmm. but then I didn't feel feel like 248 fit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but that's it, what I ended up doing. That's what happened. Yeah. Amazing, Dose. Amazing. And so then it's just, and then, well, a good thing you did Indy right before COVID too. Oh, so yeah. You just snuck it yeah, in, you know. 2019, so 2020. One last one before the drought. Right. Was Boston last year then like your first, did you do a race in tw- the fall of 2021 or was Boston... Uh, at the beginning of this year, your first like re-entry into the formal racing no, space. Actually, uh, spring twenty one, yeah, right? Actually, twenty one spring. Uh, Glass City came back. Oh, that's right. Glass City yeah. came back. Some like some races like kind of figured it out. Yeah. That was one of the first ones. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were wearing wearing a mask at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, we got some rules of the pod before we move any further. I have to rule number one: you have to be vulnerable. You down? Yeah. Yeah, you think so. He had to think about it for a second, but he's down. <laughs> rule number two, you have to be honest. Can you do that for us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And rule number three, Paul's rule, guest host serves as primary arbitrator. He's ready for it. He just cheers me his beer. He's rocking, baby. Okay. Some softballs here. Hayato, so you can settle in. Tell us what race you're training for and what date is this race occurring? Uh, the New York City Marathon. <clears throat> I believe it's on... Uh November six, November six, Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday after this one comes. What time is what time do they get going out there in New York? Is that an eight a.m. or or is that earlier? Ten a.m. Oh, well, ten. Actually, nine forty, I believe. Okay, cool. Start of the wave I, one. Yeah, I think I, I think I looked up nine fifteen. Uh, well, maybe but it's maybe earlier. it's somewhere around the night. Yeah, they give you a little bit more time because of all the logistics involved with the New York. They, they don't want people having to wake up at like freaking three a.m. to get all set up. And Although, ready to isn't rock. that the night that we get a time change? Right. Yeah, oh, you get, you get an extra hour, which is nice because you need it because it, it takes so oh, that's long right. to get to the start. It's the fall back. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. And is it always on? Do they always line it up to be on that? I think yeah. so. Oh, they wow. Do. Shout out to New York City Marathon. I wonder if that was like premeditated or if they just were like, yeah, this worked out. I don't know, but <laughs> it works out well. What a great blessing for all the runners there. That can, I'm sure that gives every, all the runners like a little added cushion of like comfort that extra hour. Maybe not, mm-hmm. though. Who knows? It, to- it sure gives me. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Uh, and you're saying this is your second time running New York, correct? Yep. W- remind me of the year you first ran New York. 2015. Okay. So you were still you were still pre-sub-3 uh, at 2015, mm-hmm. huh? Yep, yep. 
What, do you remember what your time first New York was? Uh, 3.15. I got it down here. But nice. It's, it's, uh, it's 3.11.38. Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you enjoy New York when you ran it for the first time? I did. Yeah, actually, my whole family came. My mom, dad from Seattle, and my wife. So you had a, you had a crew. Yeah. You had people out there supporting. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice of the family to jump in on the New York one, right? Maybe we'll do the New York over the Indy one, maybe, you know. And Paul, this is number four for you, New York? Yeah. And so have you done New York since you've lived over here in Michigan, or did you do all those New Yorks when you were over in Jersey City? No, actually, uh, we we moved here, and I, I did one after. I actually did two after I got here. So. Okay. So we actually, we ran New York and we knew we were moving here like uh, a month after we ran New York for the first time okay. in 2011. And then we signed up for 2012. The hurricane Sandy came through and canceled it. So we, 2014 was when we went back. For the first time since yep. you'd lived for there. For the first time. Nice. And uh, 2019 is the first year I qualified for it. Um, and I ran a half marathon, qualified for that. And then this year is the first time I qualified in a with a full. So, there you go, bro. Yeah. Congratulations. So cool. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I have, I've had a lot of injuries and so it's been holding me back a little bit, but a little more confident now and just kind of, you know, I'm just going to have fun with it. Yes. Um, you know, every, every time I go back, I just want to like improve just a little bit mm -hmm. my time. So I have a ABC goal and I think I can, I can manage make one, one of, of those, those happen. Yeah. yeah okay. So. I like that. So, Little yeah, portfolio of goals and, and pick one off, right? Yeah. yeah, and I always have such a good time. Uh, the race is—it's just a fun experience to take it all in. It's yeah. usually good weather, yeah. and yeah, it's just a—it's a, going to be a great weekend. So. There's no other city like New York. I mean, it's like the classic thing they say, but New York is <laughs> is on like another level, bro. <sighs> like you said, it takes a certain mentality to live there. Not a bad one, but just damn, bro. Yeah, it's just that city just a bustling away, dude, at all freaking times. Um, this might be another hot take, but I'll ask you guys both. Uh, New York or Boston? Not in terms of like the city, but the race. It's a tough question. I'll let Paul go first. Let's let Paul go first. All right. Um, I, I got to go to New York. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, I'm a I'm a Boston kid. I was born in Boston, so so it's definitely special to me. But um, I just New York is is just that much extra. It's like more of an experience. More of an experience, but I just. I meet so many people from around the world. It's just uh, a much more just diverse race. And, you know, you've got the fast people, but you've got everyone else too. It's just, it feels very inclusive. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, and you know, the start, there's nothing like the start of that race. Like, you know, your Boston's great atmosphere, but New York, you're starting in a, it's just a really cool start. And you actually like run through the city. Whereas mm -hmm. with Boston, you're on a, you know, working your way in, working kinda, your way in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, not any fault of Boston's. It's a very old race and nobody picked the course for how good it was way back when. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> um, but New York, clearly they wanted people to run through all the boroughs, see the city and it works pretty well. Yeah. They put it on display for everyone. Yeah. What about you, Hayato? New I, York or I'm Boston? I'm going to go with Boston. You're going Boston? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've done Boston twice and I ran New York once. So I know it, yeah. I know, I feel like I know it better than New York. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Boston's got like, you know, the vibe, you know, people, there uh kind of like earned it to be there yeah know? yeah right so, so you like that you like that more like kind of like prim like premiere like all right everyone's been cranking real hard here everyone's rocking everyone's time to show out here yeah it, yeah it feels good okay you know, being out there with all these people that um get kind of got that same mindset mm -hmm. and it's a long he's right though it's like i mean new york too to a certain extent but the the boston i think the like to his point 
Boston is the end, not maybe not the end goal, but like a really big step in the direction people have probably been working on for like a few years. Um, Hato, what race of your career is this? I know that's probably a tough question for you to answer, but in terms of full marathon or uh, you know, I any, don't know. Any race. Let's okay. go full marathons. Well, that sounds like a good way to go. Twenty-eight. Is this number two eight on the marathons for yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. We'll right. count in the virtual Boston in twenty twenty. We'll, we'll give you that one. We'll count that one. Did you ever think that you'd be sitting here talking about running twenty eight marathons when you first started running? Not at all. No. No. Crazy, huh? <laughs> do you race? Um, you race the marathon distance more than anything else, or do you? I mean, it seems like this year you're doing you're doing everything. Yeah. But. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. This year I've kind of messed around with a lot of um, small races too, but yeah, full marathons. Full marathon my, is like kind of your bag of tea. Yeah. Like your it's like your preference on a big race to test yourself. Yeah, like I do 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathon, okay. all as kind of like fitness gauging race or, you know, in preparation for the full marathon. Okay. But the full marathons were where my heart's been at. Yeah, okay. So the other ones are tune-ups, get yourself some self-confidence, see where you're at. But yeah. it's all about the marathon kind of is the end-all be-all for you. Yeah, I mean, I like the shorter races. Um, I, I get a, a lot of satisfaction from PRing those too and, um, you know, uh, participating in all all sorts of places, but yeah. um, you yeah. have PRs in almost all those smaller distances this year, right? This year, the been, only thing you haven't PR this year is a 10k. Is that correct? Uh, which I did it during the uh, Detroit relay leg. Did you PR two weeks ago? Yes, bro. So you got PRs across the board at this point, 2022. Yeah, I did a the year of Hayato. Uh, I love that, dude. All the way from uh, 400 <laughs> meters. I know to, at to the, the Tree Town. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. You've, uh, did you get 400 meter PR and your mile PR at Tree Town track and, meet? And an 800. Yeah, okay, and 800. You were sore. I remember I saw you the, well, the week after. For, I was <laughs> sore for like whole, like yeah, five days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing, dude. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's switch it up here. I want to talk to you about your training. I'm interested in how you do this because you've been doing it for so long, but we'll get a little curveball question for you before we do. If it was your last day on earth, what would you do and who would you spend it with? Uh, now, this is this is just me that's uh, dying. It's correct. Right? Everyone else is Everyone else gets to live. Like the earth is yep. Great question. Yep. The earth, the earth isn't blowing up. It's just you. And also a lot of a popular question is, are you the only one who knows or do other people mm -hmm. know? You get to control that. You decide if, if other people know or if you just know. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter if anyone knows or not. Um, I hope, hopefully it's a sunny day. Okay. I, I'd like to see a sunrise, okay. a beautiful sunrise. Would you um, try to see a sunrise while running or would you just like want to like uh, a, a cup of coffee sunrise chilling? Uh, I, I'll, I'll probably fit in a run. Yeah. You know, I, I like starting out dark, but then as I run, you know, I, I, I see this change of mm -hmm. you know color or wake up with the sun a little yeah. bit as it comes up see, yep. the, see the sunrise at, at, yeah that, that makes my day okay nice so, so that's how you'd start your day what yeah. else would you do um other than that you know i probably spend time with favorite people you know family close friends and um probably get the best food and uh a little bit of good scenery wouldn't wouldn't hurt yeah you know? maybe a hike or something yeah up in the mountain or or a beach i don't know yeah uh, that's a tough decision oh uh, yeah beach or mountain is a hard one bro those are the two, the two ringers. Um, for food, you like a, you like want to cook something, or you want to go to like a restaurant? What do you think? Uh, well, being Japanese, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you could guess what my favorite food is. Are you a, are you yeah, a sushi guy? I'm a sushi guy. Yeah, so, of course. Sushi's uh, amazing. Yeah. So would you go out for sushi, or can you throw down some sushi homemade? I could I could throw it down homemade. You can you? But I want the freshest ingredients. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you're yeah. gonna go out and get yourself something. Yeah. So probably. Okay. 
uh, at that point, a beach would make sense, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> aligning this, aligning that. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. Um, so just time with family, time with friends, good food. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, good beer. Yeah. Always yeah. got to do beer. Yeah. Are you, uh, when you're doing sushi, will you go beer or will you go sake? Oh, I, I go beer like on everything with any food. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. That's a good rule of thumb. Paul, I'm kicking this one over to you. Last day on earth. <sighs> what would you do? Um, yeah, definitely start out with the run. Um, you know, something, something long enough to be interesting, but not, you know, too long, like a 10 miler. Okay. It sounds about right. And then it leaves enough time for, um, a really big brunch. Like yes. something I'm, I'm a breakfast guy. Yeah, me too, man. You got to breakfast. I want something up. with maple syrup and, and some eggs and stuff. And so, okay. so I eat and then, um, and I'd want to go for a hike to work up an appetite because I'd want my lobster dinner. Okay. As well. Okay. Like that. That's key. Lobster. Um, you yeah. lobster roll guy or like straight lobster? Like oh, fine. No, straight lobster. Like okay. Three or four of them. Something yeah. like that. Yes, you dude. Know, like, you know, try to get the gout on my last day. Here. <laughs> and and you know, just sit around a bonfire playing board games with friends yeah. and my family and um, yeah, just that's a good way to go yeah. out. Yep. That's a good way to go. I like the bonfire edition. It's yeah. a nice one. I like yeah. I like winding down with a nice bonfire, dude. It's amazing. Michigan uh, summer a little too hot for the bonfire. I'll get the bonfire going in the summer sometimes, but <laughs> I'm like shit, man. It's a little too hot. But right now we're in peak. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, fire fire. You, you you and Colleen have a fire pit at the crib. Yeah. So we we've got this uh, solo stove. And, oh, the and, solo you know, stoves, dude. We, lo- we love it. You know, those things are so legit. You yeah. can burn those right. Do you burn that on like your porch on your deck or do you put it in the yard? Cause you can do those right on the deck. It's crazy. Yeah. So we put it in the yard and, uh, it really doesn't hurt the grass at all. It's is crazy, kinda, isn't it's it? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, and it pumps heat. Yeah. It really does a great job. <laughs> What's nice about it is since our neighborhood is so packed together, it doesn't create smoke. Mm-hmm. Like that's huge. That ventilation like, below. You're yeah. not blowing everyone out all the way down exactly. the block. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to switch gears here a little bit. We got a little jingle, boys. Here we go. Work a little and live a little too. Work, life, balance. So you're a, you're a engineer. Yep. Man, like, are you a manager? Or you're on an engineering team at Toyota, correct? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, mechanical engineer. Mechanical major. engineer. Okay. Um, I've been an engineer, um, yeah, the entire time. Almost 20 Toyota. years now, right? You well, well, 17? Like 17th year going into it right yeah. now, I guess, but... Yeah, kind of uh, been in this managerial role um, for the, um, the whole pandemic. So you're a Georgia Tech alumni, right? Yep. That's right. And you got this job with Toyota right out of college, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what brought you to Michigan. That's right. Okay. So how how explain to me how your role, like how has your role kind of transformed at Toyota as the years have gone on? You don't have to dive crazy deep into oh, that, yeah. but you're now in a managerial role. Right. How big is the team you manage? Uh, it's it's a team of eight eight people, I think. Okay. I, yeah. Um, working on various projects all at the same time. Um, but uh, you like yeah. designing parts of the car? Or are you desi- yeah, like what yeah. are you guys designing? So my group is responsible for the engine compartment. Um, so we we have air intake, uh, cooling, um, exhaust, and a little bit of fuel parts. Just uh, not typically on the engine, but we're we're like kind of peripheral parts that are mounted on like the body of in the, the vicinity. Vehicle. Yeah. Okay. You know, for example, like radiator or, uh, air cleaner exhaust. That's a big game of Tetris, right? When you're trying to fit stuff. Oh in yeah. The, it's yeah. like pretty much what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're trying to fit it all in with the, uh, you know, hybrid and turbo and stuff coming in, you know, um, now like the compartment is packed. 
Like you're just like fighting for space. <laughs> you have to collaborate with other teams that are doing other things on mm-hmm. the engine to say mm-hmm. like, hey, dude, we need that. We need that like point one yeah. centimeter for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's not just people working on an engine. There are people working on a chassis or the, you know, air conditioning or um, you name it, you know. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, like the relay box, like all the electronics people. Wow. They have parts in there as well. So. That sounds a little crazy to, to me, man. But, it's, I mean, it sounds it sounds exciting. It sounds like there's never a dull moment. Would you no, agree? Never. Is, yeah. Yeah. Always I, I'm always learning new things. Um, it, it was a little difficult to transition to this, like, remote work. Cause we've been uh, basically remote since pandemic hit, right? Yeah. You know? um, we're, we're kind of, like, hybrid now. Like, we can go in the office if we wanted to. Okay. Uh, or if we need to, uh, depending on the needs. Yeah. Is there an office out here in Ann Arbor for Toyota, or you have to commute? Um, so Celine, Celine uh, on Platte Road. Okay. We have a pretty big office there. That's not too. That's not, not too far away. That's not, no, that's not bad. No, it's uh, yeah, fifteen minute commute. Okay. And how often do you think? Would you say you're going into the office? Are you doing like um, three days in, two days home, or? I do like once a week office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I, I chill at the uh, home office. Amazing, dude. Yeah. Home office is the way to go, isn't it? That's great. Um, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about the work life balance. How many hours a week would you say you're working? Oh, uh, it depends. Like, you know, our work has peaks and valleys. So, you know, at the peaks, we I'd be working, you know, like 60 hours, you know, like just nonstop. When you're like trying to like crush a project and meet a like, deadline kind of deal or? That plus you have like uh, meetings all the time. Like you're, we're a, you know, Japanese company. So like we continuously uh, meet with people in Japan and obviously there's like a 13 hour time difference. So um, your options are either after 6 p.m. or before uh, 8, p- 8 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So pick, your, pick and choose your, your meeting time. Right. And the meeting is probably an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. But you have some like sometimes like back to back to back. Yeah. You know, like when do I eat dinner? When yep. do I run? All those um, things. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. But for the most part, would you say like if you had to put an average on it, what would you say your hours per week is? Yeah. Forty-five? Uh, 50? 50? Yeah, 50. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So then we kind of liaison this into the training um, topic. So you've got some interesting meetings sometimes, either early in the morning or late in the evening. How do you architect your your running schedule? I know yeah. you, you've you been known to, to jump in on a group run, not just with PR. You, you bounce around. So, like, are you how are you setting up your week? Are you looking at your work schedule and saying, all right, this is what I got, this is where I can run? Or are you saying, are you looking more at your running schedule and saying, I want to run with PR on Tuesdays. I want to see the bandits on Sundays. And that's how I'm going to do it. Like, how do you, or is it a mixture of both? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixture, but um, yeah, it is definitely a mixture. Uh, I don't circle it around like club runs uh, with the family commitment and work. It's, it's pretty difficult. I haven't shown up in PR weekday runs in uh, these, I guess, couple of years because um, I have evening meetings. And if I don't have meetings, I'm taking care of my kid or like, Helping with uh, dinner or something. Yeah, getting dinner ready, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So there's no evening run for me on the weekdays. Okay, so um, you're morning guy exclusively on the weekdays. Uh, morning and lunch. So you'll sneak a lunch guy in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, you oh, got yeah. to. Or in between meetings. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'd sneak in like a uh, uh, you know uh, 3 p.m. run if I need to. Okay. Do you? Um, uh, here's a question for you because I always like to get how people. You're a manager of people, so I'm sure people are reaching out to you. Yeah on your like shared calendar when you go on a sneaky run, will you put like that you're doing something or will you put your running or will you just kind of like disappear from the computer for a little bit and then come back and catch up? Um, I blocked off 
you know, I, I have blocked off, uh, you know, running time in my calendar. Okay, cool. It just, just to let people know, this is when I want to run. Yeah. Don't schedule any meeting. Yeah. You know, like I used to do that even before the pandemic. You know, I wanted to run. I was a lunch guy, you know, okay. lunch run. You know, uh, I blocked off from 1130 to 130, like yeah. a whole two hour block mm-hmm. so that I could change, run, shower, yeah. and eat lunch. And relax with it too and, and not be just rushed yeah, through and it. and get yeah. back to work. I okay. mean, I was putting in massive hours anyway, so nobody cared. Yeah. Um, I was getting my work done. Nice. So that's what matters. Nice, dude. Um, okay, so then let's talk. We've kind of taken a deep dive on your, a little bit on like your career, but I'm going to talk now specifically this year. I think let's stick in the 2022 space. Uh, we go highs and lows. So what's been your high if you had to put your finger on one of 2022? Um, I think it's the Boston Marathon. Boston? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I... I trained um, really hard for that uh, throughout the winter, you know, all the way from January uh, to the race day. So it was a good, um, good 16 weeks or 18 weeks block mm-hmm. that I had. Um, and I think I met a good 90, 95% of, of the training plan that I laid out for myself. You, so you would follow through on it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I never get 100%, you know, it's, it's almost impossible. 100% is a fallacy, don't you think? Of like training plans, you're never oh. gonna nail them. Especially for Hayato's training plan. Yeah, is his like high yeah. high yeah. achieving? Yeah, <laughs> I saw it and it's like, is it insane? A little it's, bit. It's advanced. Advanced. Okay, it's advanced. I like that. I like that yeah. word. It's better. Um, okay, so about 95 percent of what yeah. you wanted to complete yeah. before Boston got completed. Yeah, so, which is which is something to be said of doing that through freaking January and February in the state, man. Oh yeah, and that's that, hard, bro. That's a training block that I put in. Uh, also the most amount of mileage in a week, which okay. was uh, hundred miles. Oof. Uh, How'd that oh, feel? Oh, is that was, rough? It was <laughs> rough. Yeah. It was basically, Did you have uh, a day off on that week or no. so that was a seven day, seven, seven day week. So, yeah. I mean, if you average 13 miles a day, uh, that's, that's still 91 miles, right? Yeah. 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 So you so gotta, you, you gotta do like a 20 mile on a Saturday in addition to that to get to the hundred miles. Yeah. All right. So Paul did a good job of explaining that it's very advanced over here. I love that. <laughs> but um, then that week though, I, I kind of scaled it back. You know, yeah. I, I didn't put in a speed workout. Okay. Um, I didn't go hard on the long run. Um, I just kind of kept it steady. So a little um, bit of balance just, to kind of offset. Yeah. That was the week I'm just going to achieve that mileage and that's it. I don't care how slow I go. I'm just going to go out there and then run, you know, 10 to 15 miles every day. Okay. And that's what I did. Um, and uh, it got me a lot of confidence in, into the, the distance. The mindset you know, was there going ever, into Boston. Ever more, yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you work with a coach? Or are um, you kind of like architecting your running based on everything you've learned over the past 10 years? Yeah, I, I'm self-coached, I'd say. Okay. But if I was to say who's my coach right now, like I have this like virtual coach. I, okay. I think I, I signed up for this uh, online uh, running it's not a class. It's like a running school. Okay. Like you uh, learn through uh, videos on, on your own time. Okay. And then What's it get, called? Uh, well. You remember what it's uh, called? It's okay it's, if you don't. It's, it's well-being online school. Okay. Uh, it's run by this guy called Hideyuki Ikigami. He's like a 213 marathoner. Um, oh, and uh, he's, a, he's still aspiring to break 210. Okay. Um, but he used to be a pro. Now he's a businessman. I like you know, that. He, he started this online school. So it's basically like he puts out all his knowledge and like, pe- like, like course packeting, and then yeah. you can go through it on your own time. Yeah, versus... it's like a series of uh, thirty videos. Okay, where each of them are like hour and a half or two hours, 
And so it's you, like basically like an online class that you're taking. Yeah. Yes. And you learn about um, mindset. Um, you learn about training and you learn about recovery. Um, wow. Dude. I never heard of someone doing an online class like this. Like this is cool, dude. Yeah. So it was kind of this like promotion that I saw, you know, I, I don't know where I saw it. No, Just somewhere online. random. Yeah. Somewhere okay. random. But yeah. I started looking into it. I'm like, well, um, he was doing this whole promotion for like, you can pay $300 for this whole package for a lifetime or whatever. Usually it goes $4,000. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, well, and then he, he, he's promoting like, you can become, you know, uh, the best runner you've, you've you know. ever been. Yeah, you can access stuff you never have yeah. before. So Which I'm, in your case, I mean, he was, he, he was kind of right, dude. He yeah, got, I'm like, what, I, what do I have to lose? <laughs> you know? Seems to be working. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, so you kind of go through this like virtual, you kind of have a coach, but it's almost more like a, like a well, mentor. I talk to him too, though. I, Do you, you connect know, with I, him now? Yeah, I, I, I email him. Okay. You know, um, I've had a web, web seminar with him. Okay. Um, so you do have some intimate contact with him on some level. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, when I purchase his books, you know, he actually sends them to me, even though uh, the the price of the book um, is more expensive than, than the price he uh, has to spend to send it overseas. The shipping? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. So I, I thank him for that. Nice. You know. So you're, you're getting hooked up a little bit from yeah, him. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's but he's, cool. he's actually using me some, for some of his newsletters, too. You know, this guy, uh, you know. You're a bit of a poster boy for him. A little yeah. bit. Things are working well for you, right? Using his, his system. Um, okay, with everything that's been going right this year. There's highs and lows to everything. What would you say your running lows have been? 2022, have you had any? Um, I had a little bit of scare. Uh, I guess it was like two months ago. Okay. I think I saw you uh, on Sunday when uh, uh, Olivia... When the girls uh, are running the Fairy uh, 5K thing? Michelle did that 5K. Okay. Yeah, the day before that, I did a... <laughs> I do remember, you were talking about your body was all roughed up, wasn't it? <laughs> the day before that, I did a 100-meter dash. And... <laughs> It was kind of like a fun duel, you know, like this guy challenged me, like he's a friend, uh, you know, a friend of a friend. Okay. You know, uh, actually a friend of uh, my close running buddy. Um, but he's, he's uh, you know, he's young, he's 30 years old, um, and he's saying, oh, I'm, you know, you run, you know, um, I, th- I don't think I can beat you in a marathon, but I, I'm pretty fast at s- short distances, you know, okay. 100 meters, I could probably beat you. Like, <laughs> I can see where this is going. Challenge accepted. Yeah, of course. Uh, Pass is in there right away. Like, okay, let's let's give it a go. So you just threw down on a straight up hundred meter dash with him. Yeah. Did you beat him? I did. Okay. At least you beat him. But then I paid for it. Yeah, of course. Know. But at least you beat him. And you know, what if you didn't beat him and then you were all roughed up? Right. <laughs> but I was out for a good um, uh, five days. I I couldn't run any faster than like nine minute pace. Okay. So that kind of freaked you out a little bit. Yeah, I bet. I'm like, maybe I'm done for the season. Yeah. You know, I, I got this whole hamstring soreness that will just won't go away. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. 2022 is flashing before his eyes there. <laughs> but you're back now. You're backing on You're backing on track, I think. That's behind you. Yeah. Yeah. I had some ice cream and I massaged and I had a good sleep. <laughs> I had two days off, I think, and I was back. There you go. Back, baby. Back and ready to rock. Okay. This question might be, we might already know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask just to see if you'll switched up and then Paul I'm hitting you with this question favorite run of 2022 is it Boston for you or do you have another run that might might overtake that um shoot I don't know that's a hard um, question yeah yeah uh Boston yeah I, I'd go with Boston again yeah 
you know, um, I was going to say earlier, uh, I trained hard for it. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, I went for PR, but I don't think people believed that you could PR at Boston. You know, not many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went for it and I did it. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I think I PR by two minutes or so. Um, Which is a healthy PR. Anything over a minute on the yeah, PR zone, yeah. so that's healthy, bro. It's nice. Um, but besides that, you know, to go come back to Boston after the 217 uh, disaster that I had, you know, um, and just kind of replace that with this good memory of Boston was nice. Yeah, I, Success, I, I, a successful I, one where it went to plan. Yeah, I actually got to enjoy the entire course. Yeah, and I actually remember. Um, <laughs> How the hills are like. <laughs> Didn't black out. That's right. Performed yeah. well. I actually <laughs> smiled at the wealthy girls. Yeah. <laughs> Threw down a high five. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, Paul, what about you? You got a 2022 run that just sticks out for you that's been one of your favorites? Ah, boy, it's, it's tough. I had two good runs in the spring, and, uh, you know, they're, they're good in, in their own way. Um, you know, Boston was great because it was, for me, a, a really fast time, like, and a really strong finish. Um, fourth time there the three previous times i had issues so yeah. it was great to have it was like your strongest boston performance yeah by a wide margin okay like you know and i did it on only eight weeks training i just you know kind of crushed it that day but i had a uh, bayshore you know like i ran a uh, a pr and a half um about a month later yep which is pretty awesome too. yeah so that was a it's a pretty satisfying run. Yeah. You know, so both of you guys had a nice, nice proper spring for the lads here. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah a a good was... kickoff in April and then a finish it off before summer with some good stuff. Yeah. What's your marathon, uh, half marathon PR at, at Bayshore? It was a uh, 125 flat. That guy, dude. So that's moving. That's moving. At my age, it was moving. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Hato, question for you. What's in your ears when you train? You a purist? You keep everything out of your ears, or you you jam some tunes and jam some podcasts when you're out there? Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time, I don't listen to anything. Okay, um, uh, I like to just first see how my body reacts uh, to that day's running. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just kind of gauge where I'm at in the training, um, and I'm always always thinking about the next workout. Um, but besides that, <laughs> what a beauty, dude! What a fucking beauty. <laughs> besides that, though, I'm you know trying to stay safe yep. um, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy the scenery. Okay. Um, so you're taking it in, just kind of just decompressing and yeah. trying to stay attuned to everything that's going around you too. Yep. yep. Yeah. Paul, what about you? You a music podcast guy, or you keep it easy? Um, yeah, I'm a music guy on the Peloton, which I've hit quite a lot in the last few years. Um, but but outside running, yeah, I, I just don't need it. Um, you know, there I do love be running with somebody, and that's you know conversation is is the thing for me. But mm-hmm. but I also do like my solo runs, and it just gives me time to think and you know take in take in things and reflect on things and uh, you know just have fun relaxing basically. Yeah. Music yeah. gets in the way of that for sure. Music kind of like shepherds the the vibe. I feel like when versus like having it out, you're you're like you said, you're able to be more attuned with what's going on in your own brain. Exactly. Like if I'm on a machine and I'm sticking to a certain pace, like, yeah, that's, I need the distraction, but Mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, just being out there running is satisfying enough for me. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, Hayato, we, we kind of have a good extensive overview of your running career, but let's roll the tape back a little further. A little young Hayato. You're from the Pacific Northwest, correct? 
Yep, yep. Uh, from nine years old until okay. then, though, I was born in Japan. Were you born and raised, raised in Japan? Yeah. Okay, and moved to the states when you were nine. Yeah. And moved to Washington State. Yep. You were you in Seattle or were you suburb? Suburb uh, Bellevue, Washington. Okay. Yep. Nice, dude. And then straight from there to Georgia Tech. Yep. There you go. Across and now he's in Michigan. <laughs> he's a rambling man. Uh, okay, so let's talk about you as a kiddo. What did you do sports-wise? Anything? Any kind of movement as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I um, I did soccer all the way from first grade. Um, uh, I did a little bit of kendo, which is a uh, martial art. Um, okay. Kind of like sword fighting. Okay. Uh, my dad is actually like a black belt, um, uh, seventh degree black belt in that. What's um, it called? Kendo. Kendo? Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. He Jeff. teaches uh, in Seattle. Okay. But, um, yeah, he got me into it for maybe a year, year or two, uh, but I didn't like it. Didn't like it very much? <laughs> so I quit. Um, I started basketball at that point. It was like, I was like fifth grade or fourth grade. Um, and then uh, I kind of did both throughout my life. You know, basketball and soccer have been my passion throughout like, middle school through college. Um, just like in, in, were you playing when you were in high school, were you like playing for the high school teams and stuff or just like more like club oriented yeah, stuff? So basketball, I didn't make the freshman team the, the next year, like sophomore team, I made it. But nice. then after that, I didn't. Okay. Um, but then in college, my basketball game blossomed actually. You're balling yeah, over I, Georgia Tech? I, I was, I was balling. Yes, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I was, uh, I got to a point where I could hang rim and like dunk a tennis ball. Really? Um, so, you, you, yeah, you don't see a 5'9 Asian guy uh, doing that too often. Wow, dude. That's amazing. Were you <laughs> a point guard or a shooting guard? I was a shooting guard. Okay. Um, I, I made friends, uh, you know, with a bunch of people there, and we, we kind of formed a team, and we, you know, played intramural basketball. Yep. A solid um, intramural yeah. game. Those get competitive yeah. sometimes, Oh, yeah. Bro. We had 90 teams. We made it to the semifinals and uh, lost, but uh, it was one year uh, um, in the quarterfinals I made – 10 three-pointers in one game in one game oh my god bro people were getting turned up about that i bet dude my my dorm friends were all there i'm sure like rowdy yes dude i'm sure yes a little boozed up probably too so stoked on hayato okay cool so you had you had a lot of experience with sports kind of growing up through your childhood that was like a pretty steady thing in your life yeah and then once you left georgia tech you graduated georgia tech 2010 uh, 2006. 2006. Yeah. And you didn't start running until 2010. So <clears throat> in that four-year gap before you discovered running, was there any movement in your life or were you, did you kind of fall away from it? I, uh, <clears throat> so like I said, soccer, basketball have been my passion. Okay. So I had three soccer teams. I had <laughs> two basketball teams. Uh, I golfed every weekend. Uh, I was never home. Yeah, okay. Like I had a game every night mm-hmm. um like some days <laughs> i go and golf and i go straight to my soccer game and then next morning i'm at it again mm-hmm. uh, that was my life all right or uh good this is all making a lot more sense <laughs> now paul it's all coming together here i sense a pattern <laughs> yeah here we go okay so you're dialed in you, you've been dialed in for for the majority of your life sports and movement is kind of a big part of who you are yeah i just have the urge Mm-hmm. I, I need to move. I need to exercise mm-hmm. in whatever form, you know, um, I do it to my maximum. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That might be the freaking quote on the IG <laughs> picture of you talking. Um, okay. Paul, this one's coming to you second, but we're going to put Hayato on the spot. That's a good one. We start getting vulnerable here. Hayato, tell us what inspires you to run. Why do you love this so much? You know, at this point, 
it's my lifestyle. Like I, I need, I need to run, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, I, I mean, I could probably go back to playing soccer or basketball, but you really can't get the same out of it. Or you have to like find a team and like find time. Whereas like running, you know, you can just fit it into your schedule. However, the way it fits. Yeah. Um, morning, lunch, night and whenever. Right. Um, but there, there's so many different reasons that I, I run too, you know, um, it's like right now I, I'm approaching 40, but I'm still improving fitness. Yeah. And it's great. You know, um, I, I'm running for the satisfaction of just finding a new level of, you know, of yourself, right? Self. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's really exciting and fun. And I know it's not going to last forever. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, right now good other than that you know there's obviously the mental benefit I, I i run you know whenever i run um i feel good when i when i don't i feel shit mm -hmm. it's shitty you know mm -hmm. um so i need to go out and run my wife knows that um she knows you need to get out there and yeah, run as much as she hates it sometimes she knows that i need to go out there what's your wife's name uh taiko taiko shout yeah. out to taiko yeah giving yeah, out yeah to if the it wasn't for her you know, yeah. um, our family would fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I love that, dude. I love it. So she knows you need to get out there and trot to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a physical benefit to, to running, um, you know, uh, staying healthy. I'd like to stay healthy, you know, as long as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be like, you know, Eduardo. You know, he's one of the older uh, yeah. um, phenomenon runner. Like yeah. yeah. Run club, how, how old is Eduardo? Can, shoot, we, can we talk about it without calling him out? You like, is he in his 60s? Uh, I believe he turned 70 at the London Marathon. Wow. And yeah. he ran the London Marathon too. Yeah, oh. Eduardo. Yeah, big shout out to Eduardo. He's a PR guy. Yeah, he's a PR guy okay. from before before us. Yeah, so, okay. So I'm always telling him I'm gonna be like you when I grow up. Yes, <laughs> aspiration. You got the club aspiring to be you, Eduardo. That's well in. Well, I like that answer, and I think you hit on something for for me that I've seen kind of translate, and it might be the same for Paul. Is like fitness is a really and running specifically is a really interesting way to illustrate and prove to yourself that you can improve with age, you know, across the board on all types of things. And I feel like sometimes society kind of puts us in a corner of like, oh, you're past your prime. Oh, you're out of this. Oh, you can't do that anymore. You can't change what you want to do or can't change your passions. But for me, running gives me that like confidence that I need to then do other things in my life because I'm continuing to see improvement or just proving to myself that I can stay dialed into a commitment that I made. So it sounds like it's kind of the same for you. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, Paul, you're on the spot, brother. Mm -hmm. What inspires you to run? What, why do you care about this stuff so much? And why has running become such a big part of who you are? I like going fast. Yeah. Speed. Speed? Yeah. Speed what does it for speed. you? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, well, I grew up as a kid skiing. And so, you know, and on ice skates in Maine. And I just love, I, I love skiing because of the speed. And, you know, after I stopped skiing quite so much and I got into running, uh, I discovered the joy of like, you know, doing a hard tempo and, and running fast over distance. And mm -hmm. it was just something about it. And of course the endorphin high and everything, but, um, you know, just getting better at doing that. It just was really cool to see the improvement. And once you get, get that feeling of, you know, being improved and being like in a position where you can run over an hour, two hours at a high, pace mm -hmm. and and get it done it's just 
you want to get back. You to want that. more of that, huh? More of that. Yeah. 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 I'll take more of that. Um, yeah. So when I got into running, I was not fast. I just, you know, I, I kind of liked just the, the, the feeling of, oh, wow, you know, I, you know, I did that for a continuous amount of time. But then once you started, once I started improving and then I was like, wow, I can go these long distances that I never realized I could do. It's mm-hmm. like, like, what's the end of this? Let's just keep going and see what happens. And, uh, I definitely had a like Im- really imperfect kind of introduction to running, but it just just enough of it stuck with me so that I kept going back to it. That's and, right, and and that then it just snowballs from there. Yeah, you know? and you never so. find yeah, like you said, you kind of want to see how far you can take it, but now yeah, I mean, it, there's no end to that really, right? Like you, right, and you know, it was also a mental health thing too because I you know I felt relaxed after running, and I've always had terrible anxiety issues, and it's something that. I felt like, well, this is dealing with my anxiety a little bit, but it's not medication. Uh, that's got to be pretty good for me. I'm just yes. going to try to stick with it if I can and make it a thing in my life. And yes. um, and it's really helped me out a lot in the last 10, 15 years. Amazing. So, Here you are. Yeah. Here you are. Rocking, dude. <laughs> Amazing, Paul. Great answer. Um, all right. You guys are big. Uh, you guys are big running community buffs. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah. Get that. I think my mic's falling down. Yeah, you can bring it up. So then, yeah, now tighten it the other way. Bananas are heavy. The nanners are yeah. heavy. Is that good? Boom. There we go. Um, you boys are both community buffs. You'll enjoy trotting with the crew, so it's time to talk about running community. And now it's time to talk about Strava. 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 Oh, I really like Strava. Oh, thanks, Jake. So do I. Uh, Hayato, you first. Strava. You like Strava? Don't like Strava? I do. Okay. Um, I'm probably an addict. I love your Strava, bro. You're a great Strava follow. PRP listenership, if you're not following these both of these guys on Strava, you got to do it. Who's the picture, Paul, on your Strava? That's my question for you. Is that you or is that someone? Who's your picture on Strava, like your profile oh, that picture? that blue thing? Yeah. Got, so that was hauled from Facebook a long time ago. Okay. I never bothered to change it. Okay, that's, all right. That's so how I approach Strava. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so we get a, a preview into Paul's Strava uh, outlook there. But Hayato, you're two thumbs way up for Strava. Um, there, I mean, there's some functionality issues that I don't like. You okay. Know? Let's, let's hear them. Um, like there now they made an option, you know, for push notifications. You know, you don't want to get a notification when someone else comments on a comment that you, yeah. uh, you know, a, a run activity that you commented on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turn that off because I get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I comment on somebody and like then 20, other people, 20 are other people <laughs> comments and I get 20 other you know notifications. Um, so I turned that off, but it's, I still get it. Yeah. Um, something. There's wrong. a little bug in there. Yeah, there's a bug in there. Okay. For sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so what else do you like about Strava? Um, there's uh, there's no water ski option. Oh, you want the water ski, huh? <laughs> That's no, a I hot do that thing, like dude. once a year. Okay. Um, I yeah. try to find that option. I'm like, I can't find anything. Um, he wants the enough. water ski option. I love that. Does, I love it. Does that show up on the Garmin? It does not either. Okay. okay. Yeah. That'd be a cool fucking map, though. If you think about it, if you're cruising around a lake, that'd be a sweet, that'd be a sweet, sweet GPS map. Um, what, what else? Any other gripes yeah. for you? But yeah. you know, um, uh, overall, I think there's more likes than dislikes. Okay. Java. Net mean, positive I, for you then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I track my shoes with it. Um, is, is all these functionality of, uh, theme, you know, looking back on your race, uh, not, not your training calendar mm-hmm. and like, you know, kind of analyze it. You know, I do it on my Excel sheet anyway. But I know there's there's another way to look at it on Strava. Another form of your data yeah. that you can look at. I'm a data guy. Yeah, uh, I, I study my data a lot mm-hmm. and try to 
Makes try sense. to uh, perfect it. It's never going to be perfect. Um, but I, you know, I do this like PDCA cycle of kind of tuning my training okay. every season. Nice, dude. Uh, so the data for you, what's bigger for you? Would you say, I mean, you track it in the Excel sheet is what's bigger for you? Like the data side of Strava or the community side? Uh, definitely the community a data is just extra i'd say okay yeah yeah the social aspect you know I, there's certain great people that i've met through strava um you know you know following each other and um tracking each other's workouts mm-hmm. or giving kudos um they're you know main thing is inspiration you know that i get from people uh, i i also get data points from other people you know um <clears throat> they're able to do and then what they're able to do in uh, training versus race and um, I get some inspirations on like workouts and stuff. Yep. Um, now you can't just copy other people's workouts. Um, it, you have to like really understand how it fits in, in your, in your schedule and when, you know, it is appropriate to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I keep on studying that, um, and try to fit it into my schedule of how it fits. Nice. Dude. Um, but yeah, I like to, I just like to study that too, but you know, see what other people doing and then see if you can work it into what you're up yeah. to. But then again, you know, sometimes when you know you can get stressed from it too you know you know um when you're injured or something yeah but i i also use it as a motivation to get back into running when i'm injured okay um you're like this is what i want to be doing yeah okay i like that i like that um paul what about you strava you're on strava but it sounds like maybe you kind of a little, well, a little more nonchalant with it, perhaps? Yeah, I'm definitely pretty nonchalant with it. Okay. You know, I do use it, and I, I, I follow a lot of people. And so, yeah, I, and I think it's a great platform. And I, I you know, I, I do try to keep up with what other people are doing. I'm not as good, like, updating what, what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so I don't track my shoes through Strava yeah, I can't, like I should. I, can't, I know. I, I should be better about that, not too. not disciplined man. enough. But I do really appreciate like the heart rate data. Cause I pay attention to that a lot in my training and just to kind of see where my general fitness is. And that's super helpful. Um, but just seeing what other people doing is, is great. And it's just a, a social media platform that it doesn't get me irritated. Like a lot of others do that just have too much going on, too many ads are just nonsense. Just filled with the bullshit, right? Yeah. Strava is, you know, it's, it's pertains to what I care about. And so I, I do, you know, it's a daily thing and I, I do pay attention to it. It is like, like Hayato mentioned, you know, if you are injured um, or if you're having a tough, tough time, it can be a little stressful because you're feeling like, you know, what am I doing wrong where I can't do all this stuff and all these people are having a great time. And um, so, yeah, occasionally I will have to take a break from it to chill out about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's it is a great thing. It's a really great tool. You know, um, I learned about it a long time ago from uh, one of the old old school PR guys, okay. at, uh, Tin, okay. and he used it for, for biking. And originally, and this was back in like 2014 or okay. something. And <laughs> Very uh, early I was like, what trauma. is, what is this? Yeah. And he's like, don't do it, man. And, and basically he was saying, yeah, you, you get warned addicted, you. Yeah. You get addicted <laughs> to it and you can't let go. And, and, uh, so I, fortunately I'm not that type of personality. So, so I can be nonchalant about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think it's good. I, you guys bring up both a good point of like, you definitely got to take your breaks with Strava, just like anything in freaking life. Don't get, don't get so lost in the sauce with the Strava stuff that you get stressed, dude. And you're right (laughs) about the social media stuff. I mean, it, it, it is one of the few remaining platforms in my opinion, that isn't just flooded with weirdness, dude. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and I get worried about it too, because I feel like how, how 
long can this how last? much longer right? yeah exactly yeah. How, dude. how long can a good thing last these days before it gets ruined <laughs> hold strava hold on there's people out there that freaking appreciate it we care so. about you yeah exactly <laughs> don't go um okay Hayato, buckle up here we go we're going to vulnerability town you ready paul you ready to take him there yeah paul's covering his eyes here we go now it's time to get vulnerable oh yes new york city yeah. the big apple the concrete jungle Hayato. Run in New York. Tell us what's your goal with this race in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I I can't help but to go for a PR. Okay. I don't. I think my trainings has gone pretty well. Okay. Um, I think I'm fitter just a little bit than when I ran Boston. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, any any PR, you know, by one second PR, I'd be happy with. Okay, so that's so, that's a goal is yeah, PR. Two two forty four would be would be good. Okay, so let me ask you this: When you PR'd, you kind of bonus PR'd at Bayshore. Yeah. What kind of what kind of um, you know what did it look like in between Boston and Bayshore? So you had your Boston PR, and then for the you know for some of the listenership that's not maybe not super aware with those dates, what's that like six weeks after Bayshore is about? Yeah, so it was like five or six. Five or six. What did that What did that stretch of time look like for you? Just getting in runs or were you like, did you have a freaking plan to then come back at Bayshore? Was Bayshore more of like, let's run it because it's a Michigan classic? Um, you know, I, I still like to prepare as much as I can for a race. Okay. You know, um, my, my mentality like leading up to the race wasn't so much at that point, but I, I at least made a plan. Uh, on my Excel sheet and followed through. Okay. So I took five days off, I think maybe after Boston, um, just let, let the muscle recover mm-hmm. after that, you know, slow jog. And then, um, I think my f- first run, uh, kind of fast was, uh, uh, maybe a Saturday or Sunday following. Okay. So, it was so whole, about a week time. No, probably two weeks, two weeks time. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, Cause yeah. you took the whole five days yeah, off yeah. and then took another cycle through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then after that I did like, you know, two, two workouts um per week uh okay. for about two weeks and then taper again so it's, it was kind of weird yeah didn't know where my you know if i if my fitness was back to before boston um uh, it sure didn't feel like it because uh, some of the marathon pace run felt hard mm-hmm. um and so <clears throat> i was like maybe i'm not recovered maybe i'll just uh kind of have fun you know um i'll i'd like to enjoy and i'd like to do a negative split nice at, at bayshore Oh. And that's what happened, right? That's that's what happened. Um, yeah. I held back first half, um, and then second half, I went. I still held back. You know, went to twenty miles, and I was like, I I still got legs left. Yeah, I'm just gonna take off. Okay. So I threw down some six oh five miles from there. Um, sure. Last ten k. <laughs> Why not, Paul? Why not, huh? <laughs> Fucking hell, this guy. Yeah. So I guess the question I'm trying to get at now that you've kind of illustrated for me is this mindset of Boston. Versus this mindset of Bayshore. You always kind of want a PR, and it sounds like you wanted to at Bayshore as well, but the stakes were less high. So is your is your mindset going into New York kind of wrapping both of these previous experiences up for you? Like, what did yeah. you learn at Bayshore? What was your big lesson out yeah. of Bayshore? Yeah, um, just staying relaxed, you know. Um, more you want something, like, more you get stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it put you in a corner, like, what if I fail, you know? But... Like, who cares, right? Like, you were just running for fun. Um, and we're not running for money. Um, we're not getting paid. So in the end, if you 
did or didn't PR, like nobody cares. Yeah. Um, You're speaking my language right now, brother. Yeah. I love this, dude. So um, don't put pressure on yourself. Uh, so that's the mindset that I'm going into New York with. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to make a pace plan, and New York is a little hilly. So uh, I'd like to do a negative split again um, with um, kind of conservative start, you know. So um, going over the bridge on the first mile, I'm really going to hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, see what I got left in the last, last uh, 10K like I had in Bayshore. There you go, dude. I think it sounds like a good plan. Sound like a good plan to you, Paul? I think it sounds like a good plan. I think it sounds like a fantastic plan. <laughs> I think plan. it sounds like a great plan. Yes. Um, let me ask you this, which you may have kind of answered this a little bit, but we'll double down on it. Has your has your goal for New York uh, changed since you began preparing for it? Has it like altered at all this summer, or has it always been kind of on the radar for potentially another PR? Yeah, um, it it's always been, been that goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a good crim, which was a good, you know, fitness gauging race. I PR there. And then, um, but after that, the 100 meters, you know, got me to that low point <laughs> And I started questioning, like, can I even run this race? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, as the weeks went on from there, I think it's been a good six, seven weeks since then. You know, every week I feel stronger and stronger. Um, so my, my goal is back to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, before race day, maybe New York specifically, but you can also kind of generalize this. Um, you seem like your head space is continuing to kind of crawl into a better and more relaxed state, but anything you worry about, anything you're worried about specifically at New York or anything you like little, little things you worry about before a race, or you kind of try to keep your head um, clear. Losing my jacket in a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. We'll give you, we'll give you a for that. For that. Yeah. I'm a little traumatized by that 2015 in New York experience. It's just being a little bit uh, scatterbrained yeah. there before yeah. my, uh, my $150 jacket. <laughs> the cabbie's got it too. You know, the cabbie's rocking it yeah. too. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Like he ran it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, (laughs) Anything uh, else or just like pretty lighthearted stuff? You don't, you try not to worry. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, I got a hotel pretty close uh, to the bus stop. Uh, It's probably like a half mile away um, walk. Okay. Um, Other than that, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good um, with the extra sleep. I don't know about the weather right now. You know, with the weather forecast, you never know um, two weeks out, but um, it could be hot. You never know. know. Um, could be cool, but yeah. see what happens. Yeah, that's something you can't even control. So worrying about that is a waste of time, kind of right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, Paul. This one's coming at you next. So get, so get ready. But we'll throw it to Hayato first. It's a uh, double tiered question. What's next? I think the first part of it is maybe what's next race calendar wise, maybe into twenty twenty three, and then the second part is big picture. You are gonna like jump into the ultra world ever? <laughs> get you on the trail. I've been known to kind of yeah. push people in that direction, but yeah, what's what's next for 2023? Um, I'm already signed up for Vancouver Marathon okay. in May. That's uh, kind of been on my bucket list. Uh, I also haven't been back in Seattle uh, to see my parents and um, my sister's family uh, in, a, in a long time. So you can double you can double that up. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm flying to Seattle. I, I'll drive to Vancouver, do that marathon, and then stay in Seattle for a week. Okay, so I'll make a little vacation out of it. Amazing. You know? But uh, after that, um, I think I'm going to try to keep up with this uh, 
world majors um, age group ranking. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you heard about that. Once you're over 40 years old, you can get ranked um, globally. Um, so you run a two qualifying race in a year. Okay. Uh, in you know the ones that they list in the Abbott world majors okay um and they give you points based off of your finishing time away from the age group winner of that race uh but then there's also this platinum time that that, that person has to qualify but okay anyway um, so you want to be ranked yeah once you rank like top 100 you get invited to the the championship of that year oh so mm -hmm. this year they did it in london, london. Yep. yeah Wow, um, which is really hard to get in. I have never heard of this. This is a pretty cool concept. Oh no! Okay, no, this is uh, great. next year is going to be Chicago. Okay, um, it's it's already too late for me to you know to even. Uh, I'm not even 40 years old yet, so right. I'm not qualified. But okay. next year I'll be qualified. So 2024 will so be 2024. the first time you can actually maybe get to that. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Um, and looking at the times of you know the, the age group, uh, I think I can be you know be in the top 100. Okay. And be ready. Uh, for a championship race that if, if it is somewhere that is appealing to me. Yeah, go do know. it. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty cool big picture goal. So Damn, bro. Uh, Vancouver is one of them. Okay. Um, and in the fall, I'll probably stay local. Um, I'm thinking about either Akron or Grand Rapids. Never done either of those. Yeah, okay. I'd like to try new races. Yeah. Go uh, see new places too, right? Yeah. It's a great way to cruise around. Okay. Would you say that that ranking thing is that your big picture kind of the, the the only thing you've kind of premeditated as next? Do you have any other big running or maybe non-running bucket list things that you want to work on? Um, same with running. Um, okay. I, I I'd like to break two forty. Um, I don't think it's too late. Um, so I'm just gonna keep on trying. Um, getting closer. So yeah. Um. <clears throat> Ultra, you know, I I, I did a 50k couple, you, a few years ago. Oh, you got a yeah. 50k under uh, the belt. 2019. At a kid. Yeah, yeah. Which one was that? Uh, it was the uh, they, they did it up in um, uh, Houghton, Michigan Tech. Okay. Uh, Tech Ultra. Is what okay. They called was it. it on a trail? Yeah. Amazing, yeah. bro. Did you have fun with that or? Um, for the first half, I yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic yeah. ultra. Duh. That's a classic yeah. ultra review. Yeah, it was yeah. cool for a few hours and then it yeah. sucked. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely uh, put me in the new new territory. Yeah, you know, okay. Once I was beyond that 26, I'm like, I've never done this before. Yeah. I don't know if I can. And it's different there. on the trail, too. Yeah. It's just a different, it's a whole different yeah. thing. I got so much respect for both sides of the ball on, like, running, like, like pavement, people who are really pushing times, and then also the ultra people who are able to just, like, go for so long, man. It's, it's yeah. two different things, but they're both just, like, insane to me. So maybe ultra. So I, I yeah, I'd like to do an ultra sometime. Okay. But at this moment, you know, I'm still still chasing PRs in yeah. the full marathon. You're on the pavement PR chase right yeah. now. That's so totally I, fine. I gotta stay on it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Paul, same question to you. Twenty twenty three, got anything mm -hmm. planned and then big picture, is there anything left that you kinda still want to tackle in the running space or have been interested in a long time or what do we got? Well, that's interesting. I've been um, of course on the, the Abbott World Majors kick now so okay. i'm trying to get into these races so i'm in the 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 age group championships as well accumulating points so i got a seven seven majors on that and then when i turn 50 next year i'm a, in a position to be top 100 yes you know if i'm keeping up my times i should be able to achieve that and and get into some of these races on wow. that score which would be nice after years of trying to get into yeah. <laughs> berlin and tokyo by virtue of like I'm just not quite fast enough for for those for Berlin anyway. So 
Yeah, it'll be good to get in on that. So I haven't given up on the road marathons yet. Okay. Like, eventually I want to do some more, like, trail running and, and do a better job at the ultra than I have in the past. Okay. So, but there's time for that. As long as I'm able to continue, like, you know, keeping injuries at bay and keeping a little bit of training going. I just you want to stick to the roads. Yeah. 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 I think that totally makes sense. Yep, I think exactly. the thought process there is perfect. Like the, the ultra will be there for you. you exactly. Know, when you want to go yeah, further. It's not going anywhere. And yeah. I'm having, I'm still having fun doing the workouts, you know, and still, you know, it's a hit or miss sometimes. And I really have to do a lot of work on the Achilles to keep, you know, that keep it at bay at bay. But, mm-hmm. but if I do what I, I'm supposed to do, I can get out there and, and get some really nice long training runs and speed work and, and so, yeah, let's keep going. So, Amazing. Yeah. I love that, dude. What, um, so you have dabbled in the ultra a tad here and there? Have you, do you oh, have Oh, yeah, I just okay. have, I have a 50 miler that I, uh, so one of the PR alums, uh, uh, Alan Griffith is okay. a very good um, marathoner and, and good trail runner as well. Okay. And so, so you I sucked went you into that? One, yeah, he sucked me into a um, North Face Challenge okay. uh, 50 miler. Did with, you do that one uh, in Kettle Moraine over in Wisconsin, or which one did you do? No, it was uh, Blue Blue Ridge, Ontario. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, so, the 50 mile distance is, is a little bit. Did you enjoy going for that long, or was that a little too much for you? It was too much. I was underprepared. Yeah, um, okay. You know, it was a, it was 9,000 feet of elevation. Um, That's a healthy dose, buddy. Which, which is was a little too much for me. And, uh, and, you know, I learned the hard way not to, like, so I, I ran the first loop. Like I ran it, like I didn't not run up the hills. Yeah. So you're done after that. <laughs> Forget it. Um, so it was a it was a good learning experience though. Yeah. Like it was very interesting. Uh, just a different just a different strategy. Completely um, different, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'd like to go back and do the 50 at some point and uh, you know really improve on that. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. It'll be there for you, like you said. Exactly. It'll it'll be there. Um. All right. Last vulnerable question, gents. We'll go Hayato first, then we'll kick it to Paul. Hayato, advice for someone just getting into running, maybe running curious, maybe on the outside looking in, what would it be and why? Um, it's going to suck first. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, <laughs> if you can stick to it, it's going to reward you with so much more. Um, so uh, I think staying consistent, I think it's kind of like the common message. But... Uh, Staying consistent and don't worry about intensity or quantity at first. Just, you know, um, I don't know if you want to set a goal. It depends on what kind of person you are. But um, if you run, if you, if you don't run every day, you know, you, you can make a commitment to run every other day. Or, you know, just don't be like a once a, once a day, uh, once a week runner, yeah. um, I guess. Because... Um, it's easy to easy to quit at that point, but yeah, and it's not um, quite enough cadence for you to start building anything, right? Right. Once a week. Yeah, yeah but uh, finding you know running friends, finding finding clubs, you know, it'll keep you honest, um, and uh, um, you know, it it does the same for me um, at this point too. Like you know, if I if I make a workout plan on Wednesday morning with my buddy, you know, okay, let's meet at six a.m. I'm gonna be there at six a.m. because I I want to be accountable. But if I don't, you know, I sleep in, you know, I kind of, you know, take my time. And then by the time I get there, it's like 7 a.m. Oh, I can't do my whole workout. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's one way to um, uh, keep yourself um, accountable is to find a community. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to add to that before we kick it to Paul is like, 
I think people on the outside looking in, like running clubs, and Paul, you can speak on this too because you kind of co-direct one. Like running clubs are way more welcoming than I think people who mm-hmm. don't run expect. And they're like, oh, I don't run. I can't go there. I've never done this. I don't know what to do. But it's like if you show up at a running club and you just are honest about your level, there's going to be people there that are probably similar to you, and there's going to be a whole hell of a lot of people who are probably freaking excited to tell you everything they know about running and try to help you along your way. So I think it's good to find find a group of people, even if it's not a huge group, yeah. some people to there's, keep you there's honest. always a wide range of runners. Yeah. Um, they're usually great people. Yeah, usually. It's about 10 out of 10 that people are running great. Um, Paul, we'll kick that one to you. Advice yeah. for new runners. What would it be? Uh, well, this is interesting because I, I have this conversation a lot in, in my job. Okay. I talk to people all the time about this, and I, I usually tell them there's, there's no shame in running. You know, you just you can't be afraid to, to have other people know how good you are, how not good you are, how experienced you are, how not experienced you are. Um, you got to be okay with, with uh, yourself. And... And when you get to that point, then you can really relax and have fun with with your run. Yeah, and you know it's a it's a very personal thing, and and you need to get joy out of it. And in order to do that, you need to be just totally cool with yourself and your run. Yeah. And so so that's what I tell try to tell people, and it can take a while to get there because you know a lot of people have a lot of fear about getting into it, and and it, it's daunting for a lot of people. Um, especially non-runners who are really starting out. And, and that's, that's the part, that's the time when they're really um, the most vulnerable and most likely to quit. Um, once they get past that, like, first, you know, two, three, four weeks span, you know, then it's, it gets a lot easier. Yeah. They can, they can, their brain, they're like, well, this isn't, this run's not going to be bad. You know, I've, I've done you know, I've done 10K before. I'm just going out for a couple of miles. It can be easy. Whereas somebody who's never done it before, that's that's really hard. Every single one they're doing yeah. is hard, right? Yeah, and yeah. we've all started out, so we all know how hard it was. So that's that's my usually my piece of advice is like, there's no shame in it. You know, you just go out and, and do it, and don't worry about anybody else. And you know, if you if you have a bad run, you have a bad run. And then after a while, most of those runs are going to be good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's going to pan out. I love yep. that, <laughs> gentlemen. Great advice today here. We're loving it. Okay. We made it through the vulnerable stuff. A couple fun things, and then we'll get you on your way. Okay? Here we go. What's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the plan? Okay, so we're traveling separately. Paul's got Paul's got a crew, some people, some friends uh, in Jersey City. Um, Hato, what's your itinerary looking like for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to fly out Saturday morning. Okay. Um, Hopefully we get there uh, on time because uh, I don't have too much time to pick up my bib. Um, I'm supposed to be there around noon in uh, Newark. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you're going straight from airport to packet pickup? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or uh, I'll probably grab a quick lunch on the way. But Okay. Um, who's who's rolling with you? Just myself. Solo dolo. Yeah. But I'm meeting up some friends there. Okay. Yeah. Some friends that you know that live elsewhere or some Ann Arbor people? Both. Uh, Ann Arbor people. Um uh, Novi Canton people, as well as like people from New York, you know, that, that live there. Okay. Um, and there are people from, you know, Tennessee or California that I know as well that are going to be there. So it'll be a big party. You got a freaking crew there, bro. Yeah. I just got the network. What about you, Paul? When are you flying in? Uh, Friday afternoon. Okay. And so I'll, I'm staying with uh, uh, friends of mine, of course, in Jersey City. 
Um, and then I'll go, I'll take my time going to the expo on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, make kind of a day of it. That'll be just my, you know, you know, take photos and hang out and hopefully meet a couple people okay. either at the expo or after and, uh, keep, try to keep my walking to a minimum. I know, but, uh, easier said than done yeah. in the big apple, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Get a blister or two the day before walking around that damn city. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Sunday, Colleen's going to be there. My wife's going to be there and, and, um, you know, I'm not flying out till uh, Monday, so okay. I, get, I get a day afternoon to relax. Good, you know? dude. That's um, the way you need to do it, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, Colleen, she's running Indy? Yeah, dude. She and is. she's flying out to New York from there? Yeah, bro. Yeah. So legit. So, Her flight takes off at like one, doesn't it? It was yeah. later in Indy, and then she had to switch it. Well, she, she's she got time because she's going to PR again. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's her, that's her plan. And then she's going to fly out and, and uh, watch me race. So Amazing, dude. No pressure on me at all. Yeah, no there. pressure, bud. <laughs> um, okay, Hatu, let's go uh, Saturday night. You got your packet. You got everything dialed in. What's for dinner? Um, Either either pasta or okay. some some Japanese food. Okay. When you go Japanese, what will you go with? Like, will you go with a sushi or will you go with like a rice base and try to get more carbs? I mean, I know there's rice and sushi, but. Yeah, I'm not so picky. Um, probably stay away from sushi uh, just, just in case I get some food poisoning. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd eat anything. Um, I've tried all different sorts of things before race and I've never really had a digestive problem. Okay. So um, it's pretty easy for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paul, what about you? What would you will you search for on Saturday night in ideal world? Um, either ramen, which is a favorite of mine or, um, or some Italian Italian's good. There's a restaurant in Jersey city called Roman nose, which, which I've gone to before a race and that's pretty good. Okay. But, but if there's a good ramen place in Jersey city now, um, that's probably my biggest preference. Ramen's fire too. Yeah. Got the, you got the broth, you got it all. It's all you need, bro. Carbs. Exactly, dude. Um, okay. And then bedtime, wake up Sunday. Hayato, what are you doing in the morning on Sunday? What's your little pre-race routine? Um, I'll eat. Uh, see, I well, I wake up every day uh, with an urge to go to the restroom or number two. A code brown? Yeah. So a code brown's popping out right away uh, for you. I'm really consistent with that. That's like, amazing, bro. That's yeah. a gift, bro. Yeah. Enjoy that. <laughs> it so, truly is a gift. So every day it's pretty much popping right away. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. So pre-coffee even, just like... Yeah, it's I don't really door. drink coffee. Okay, not uh, a coffee guy. I mean, I I do sometimes. Okay. Um, I like lattes and stuff. But okay. I'm, I'm not a regular coffee drinker. So no coffee uh, race day morning because you're not a normal coffee no, guy. No. What are you eating after your code brown converts? Um, probably bagels or um yogurt or oatmeal of some sort, banana. You you'll go banana. Oh yeah. Nice, yeah, dude. Yeah, I what's have your, to have one. What's your ideal, uh, ripeness on the nanner? Yeah, this is good right here. Um, Those were pretty good today, yeah, huh? I, 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 yeah, don't, I don't like too much brown. Yeah. No, not um, too much. I, I like, yeah. they need to have some firmness to them. Yeah, they do, right? Yeah. A little yeah. bit? Yeah, they, they get, like, this one here is getting toward banana bread yeah. quality, but but it's still good, clearly. Yeah. Hang on for another 48 yeah. hours, maybe. Yeah, another t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a little oatmeal, but um, you kind of base, you'll base your grain possibly off, like, what the hotel has to offer, or are you going to bring exactly what you need? Um, I usually just shop around in the, you know, uh, whatever grocery store. Yeah. Okay. There. Okay. Something local, something easy. Yeah. 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 Not too picky. What are you doing for breakfast, Paul? You got to go to brekkie. Yeah. So, uh, a coffee banana okay. to, to get things going. Code like, brown post coffee usually for you or. Yeah. I usually need like something to, to, 
to get that going. Me too. You know, and it, um, but you know, it, since it's a weekend run, I'm usually my pattern is always Saturday Sunday run in the morning, so I should be fine. Okay, like, your it, body's it'll, adjusted. It'll work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then bagel with peanut butter. Nice. My go-to crunchy peanut butter or smooth. Um, either. Doesn't I like, matter. I like both. Okay. Yeah, probably smooth is better because uh, digesting the the whole nuts is maybe a little bit tougher. Okay. Um, but that's yeah. I just try to pack away as many calories as I can because I, I I go through them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure will. You yep. sure. Uh, last question: bagel flavor. You going plain? You going like cinnamon raisin or what? Are you? I'm an everything bagel guy. You're an everything bagel guy yep. with the peanut butter. Yeah, I don't care. That's kind of crazy. It's like yeah. a savory and a sweet kind of combo there. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll go cream cheese, which is usual with everything, but mm-hmm. but um, uh, I, I like bagels and peanut butter, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah. Do you, um, I'm going to ask you another question because we're on it. Are you going to mm-hmm. slice the banana and put it on the bagel, or are you going to eat that separate? Uh, that's an interesting question. No, I keep them separate. I don't, I'm not a fruit in things guy, okay. so yeah, okay. that's, that's how I do it. Separate. There you go, dude. Don't combine it all. <laughs> That's I right. saw um, Melissa Sunderman saw someone at the Boston Marathon in the bus go bagel sandwich, peanut butter, chopped bananas, and smashed potato chips on it all in one. Oh, interesting. Which I'm like, God damn, bro. I mean, like part of me is like, that's revolutionary. And the other part of me is like, I don't know. That seems a little much, dude. Yeah, it's gilding the lily a little bit with the, the, the potato chips. <laughs> yeah, potato I know, chips, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really necessary? I know, right? I know. A little added dose of craziness there. Um, okay, last section, gents. Here we go. Look good. What you wearing? Run good. So tell me about the drip, mm, New York drip drop. You got to look good if you're running in New York. Let's be honest. Hayato's got some drip. He's just a good looking guy in general. What's your, let's go toe to tip. What are you going to be wearing on Sunday? Uh, so what is it? The A6, um, Meta Speed Sky Plus. Um, I've been doing my speed workouts and long runs in that. How long have you been in an A6 for? Uh, man, good, uh, good five years now. Okay. That's your shoe then. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have, I try so many shoes, you know, yeah. from Nike to, um, New Balance to A6 ultras. I, I try everything. Okay. I, I have white, sh- white feet, so it has to be something with the with the width okay yeah but i'll probably go with that but i did just purchase a new balance uh what is it super comp elite three um it's a it's their carbon plate shoes and it's their new york edition oh um, it just uh came to my door this morning so i gotta i gotta see but so, i don't know it's probably too late to try that yeah you play it safe and go the a6 route probably yeah, yeah. okay yeah. are you a half tight guy or a shorts guy uh shorts okay. I, I, I go with my three inch you go three inch? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you rocking the three inch, bro. He's not, he's not afraid of the three inch. Um, what about up top? You go singlet? Uh, yeah, obviously depends on the weather. Okay. But if it's uh, above 40, I'll probably go singlet and gloves. Okay. Um, uh, if it's below that, uh, I'll consider um, long sleeve. Um, maybe. Uh, you try to make the singlet happen if you can, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the preference, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about on the head? Glasses? Cap ever or just free? So again, like my, my ears are really sensitive to the cold. So if it's like below 40, I, I need a headband. Okay. But other than that, I, nothing. Nice, dude. No sunglasses either. No. Cool. I like that, bro. You're rocking. Uh, Paul, what about you? Toe to tip. I've uh, got some uh, alpha flies that have worked well for me in the spring. So Okay. Yeah, I'll stick with them. Bringing those back. What color are they? Uh, the, the baby blue. Still clean looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... 
Yeah, pretty narrow heels, and they move around a lot. So I have to wear pretty thick socks. Okay. So I think that's like the most important thing is get the right sock. Um, it, at Boston, I had uh, too thin of a sock, so my feet were moving around in the shoe a lot, and I ended up with some pretty gnarly toes. That, yeah. From banging at the, they just like hit Oof. the front end of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I figured it out for Bayshore. So I got that. Um, dialed in and then um, you know probably some two or three inch shorts definitely one shorts uh, and then um, I usually do at New York I'll do singlet but some arm s- sleeves okay and, and will you peel those if you need to or you keep them on yeah so the arm sleeves I usually do is I get a cheap pair of like like kind of thick socks uh, tube socks and I'll just cut them open and, and use them because I know I'm, I'm going to want to toss them yep. at some point yep. and that's I've done that at New York so the first like few miles of that race can be quite windy and cold, and then it just it'll warm up during yeah. the during the race. Okay. So and you can um, ditch them. Yeah, exactly. I love yep. it. And what about you? Glasses, hats up top, or? Um, so I have to have like my eyesight's pretty bad, so I, I have to have my prescription sunglasses. But um, I may just go with regular glasses, just depending on the conditions. Okay. No hat. Um, you know, hopefully I'll wear like a buff if it's cold or something, but. You know, I usually, like, even in Ann Arbor, like, 20 degrees, I'll go without a hat after about three, four miles. Yeah. Yeah. Even my head gets hot in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it's it's cold. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, gentlemen, we're winding up here. Paul, I usually like to uh, hand the microphone over to you to offer maybe some words of wisdom or just wish Hayato good luck on his outing. I mean, you're Mm going to be out there, too. But uh, take your time. Anything you'd like to say to him before he before he hits the pavement in the Big Apple in a couple of weeks? Well, um, I just want to say uh, you know, there was a, a, a season that Hirak had where he PR'd in every, every race and, uh, that he had. So I think uh, that's, that's uh, some, some high uh, achievement there. You just keep after it. And if you get this one, well, who's got bragging rights? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just have fun. I mean – uh, Hayato's had a, a great, you know, so, career so far, and I just want him to keep it going and, and in his 40s and keep keep hitting PRs in his 40s because that's um, that's always the most impressive to me. Like you just keep that going as you get older. And, yeah, the um, longevity side of yeah, it, kind of right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hayato, I don't have much advice for you, bro, but I think I think this kind of combination of PRs for you from Boston to Bayshore is kind of this cool convergence of mindsets a little bit. And just go have fun, bro. Because it seems like when you go have fun, you can still make special things happen. So it seems like you're not too worried about anything. I do have one small piece of advice. Are you ready for it? Yep. Don't forget your jacket in the cab. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, bro, you got it dialed in. So go have fun, bro. Thanks, I'm glad you guys will both be out there together. That'll be cool. Any plans to, like, try to see each other afterwards, I'm sure? I'm sure it's kind of chaotic, but... It is, but yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but we should try to get something together. Yeah, yeah. a central I'm meeting sure point. Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. We did it in Boston. Yep, we did it in Boston. We're, go- we're all going to end up in the same place in this th- after this thing's done, so um, we'll try to get together. Okay, yeah. I love it. Well, well, Paul, good luck to you, brother. Thank you. Hayato, good luck to you, bro. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time, okay? All right, that's great. Season 2, episode 21 of the PRP was recorded in Ann Arbor, Michigan, downtown at Ann Arbor Running Company on Ashley Street. PRP intro, outro, and all of our delicious jingle jams by the one, the only, Mr. Jacob Sigmund. Hayato, what a guy. 
Loved this conversation with him. I hope you guys did as well. It was fun to have Paul in the mix on this one too. You can tell that running is very important to both of these gentlemen, but I feel like each of them in their own way does a great job of taking the sport seriously and setting lofty goals, but not getting too lost in the sauce when things don't go to plan. That's what we call the sweet spot, gents. We love to see it. Quick race report for you here, directly from the beautiful mind of Hayato himself. The plan for another PR in this race went out the window just days before the race when the forecast showed 70 degrees Fahrenheit and high levels of humidity. Sure, I nearly PR'd in Chicago in 2021 in similar weather, and I PR'd in Boston just earlier this year through a hilly course, but NYC this time had both of the adverse factors in one race. I knew I had to be smart and flexible in order to survive and succeed. As I saw the sun beating down on us before the race, I set my target to 248, which seemed manageable. I carried a quarter full water bottle at the start and poured it over my head as soon as I crested the Veranzano Bridge at mile one. I continued dumping water every aid station throughout the race. I envisioned conserving energy up to mile 16 and then stepping on the gas for the last 10 miles. So even though my halfway lap was around 125.30, I figured I could make up for it. Unfortunately, when I hit mile 16 and tried to speed up, I wasn't running any faster. The good news, however, is that I wasn't running any slower either. I kept steady until mile 23 and then gave my best effort through the last 5K. It turns out I was only going about 5 to 10 seconds faster per mile, but it felt a lot faster because I was passing people left and right through Central Park. I was in pain and my legs were ready to cramp any minute, but I smiled through the endless crowd and took in the experience as I gave everything towards the finish line. Once I crossed, I was slightly disappointed by my time, but was soon filled with satisfaction of conquering such a difficult race day. I later learned that my two hours, 51 minute and 34 second finish got me 301st place at a world major. It's pretty sweet, Hayato. This proves how difficult this race was for everyone and how relatively well I managed the heat and pace. This race was such a memorable experience. The energy of NYC was through the roof and I saw and met so many inspirational people. After all, it's the people in the community that make running so great. I'm already itching to train for another marathon to challenge my body's capability and to share the experience with the world. Hayato, my dude, couldn't have said it better myself, brother. Stoked on your performance in New York and even more stoked on your post-race mindset. What a friggin' year you've had yourself, and I think I speak for everyone in Ann Arbor, everyone at PR Run Club, and the entire PRP listenership when I say that I can't wait to see what 2023 holds for you. Congratulations on a monumental year and looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Lastly, let's not forget our guy Paul, the living, the stone, Mr. Livingstone, trotted across the finish line comfortably, sub 3.30 in New York, with an official time of 3 hours, 28 minutes, and 43 seconds. Perhaps not the monumental time and performance that Paul was looking for, but after an injury-ridden year, he was happy to close out the 2022 calendar year with a complete race. He adds that seeing his wonderful wife Colleen in the park around mile 23 was the highlight that helped motivate him to finish with dignity. Gents, another NYC marathon in the bag for both of you. PRs or not, it don't matter. Proud of you both for rocking it. And thank you both for coming to chat and share more about your journey on the PRP. All right, gang, that's it. We're getting close to the end of season two, if you can even believe it. Just two episodes left. Well, maybe three, but we're trying to figure that out right now. In any case, we're getting very close. Crazy to think that the 2022 season is already close to behind us, but, you know, that's how life be. We just keep getting older. 
quick reminder, which I'm sure is front and center in most of your brains and you hear it all the time, but please remember to shop local this holiday season. Whether it's running gear for the crew, for the family, for the friends, or food for the holidays, whatever it is, support local businesses run by the wonderful people in your community. If you're in Ann Arbor, you know you got to come down to Ann Arbor Running Company and get hooked up. Stanko and his crew, they're going to get you nice and dialed in with anything that you may need. And if you're not local to too, I know you know that you got local running stores out there. Got to keep that cashish local and help put it towards people who dedicate themselves to putting on events and supporting the local community that you call home. That's it. I'm out. Next episode of the PRP features two marvelously hilarious women, both of whom subscribe to the mullet approach to running. What the hell is the mullet approach? What 50-mile race will we be chatting about? What on earth is Bonko? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your freezing cold run. Don't forget those gloves. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing. We'll see you back here very soon. jump into this thing uh let's make sure this doesn't blow our ears out okay sounds pretty good everyone's everyone's how, how's everyone's are anyone's ears getting wrung too hard just a, just a tiny bit tiny bit how's that it's good better for you i think so is it is it getting is oh, it no, going it's getting too quiet now too quiet yeah how's that it's good okay yeah. give him some energy okay you guys will enjoy watching me fumble through this <laughs> and feel free. Oh yeah. So I introduced Paul first, mm. but like, I'm probably going to be engaging you a little bit while Paul and I are like fucking around. So like, just because you haven't been intro doesn't mean you have to like sit in the corner. Right. So you're totally chill. Okay. Just do, do your thing. There's really literally no <laughs> rules.